keys are to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers. I don't know if cutback chats can start off any worse than that. TCC, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't believe they can. I really don't believe they can. My goodness gracious almighty, OBS and my computer do not get along. Like, at all. Like, not even a little bit. It's just the worst. It's just the worst. But TCC, happy Sunday. This is crazy. Another cutback chat in the books. Another... Another late night stream, another wonderful set of conversations, and we're going to play the very first edition of Make the Case. Make the Case where you, the Cutback crew, are going to get to vote and tell me what what to argue for. What to argue for. Some of it I'm prepared for, some of it I'm not. Um, the, the first poll already went up on the channel a little bit earlier today, in which uh, the Cutback crew was asked, hey, which... Uh, which of these things do you want to see Alex make the case for? Um, and that poll is, is up on our community page. Uh, so that poll was up. 119 votes in the books. Um, trading Debo Samuel got 24%. Paying Debo Samuel $30 million a year got 20%. Cutting Jimmy G got 37 Drafting an interior O-line at pick 61. And trading Mike McGlinchey shockingly only got 6%. I was expecting better out of the TCC on trading Mike McGlinchey. Uh, that was the one I was expecting to get a little bit more or less. So here's what we're going to do. Those three at the top there, uh, trading Debo Samuel, paying Debo Samuel, and cutting Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, those all got over 20%, but I have 119. So we're going to roll with those three for when we play Make the Case, which will be a little bit, in a little bit, no, just a little bit of time. I'm not going to wait to make, make you wait like an hour to play Make the Case, in which you're going to tell me. But we're going to start with those three topics, and while those three topics are rolling, or while we're doing those three topics, uh, there'll be some other polls that go up for you to vote on for other potential things as well. So we'll be able to talk about that and do a couple more. We'll try and do like five things tonight. Five make the case pitches that you will be telling me, uh, number one, what the topic is. And number two, what am I doing for or against? So the first poll is actually up right now. And I've seen a couple of people have already saying, Renee just said, do both, uh, do both things, do both things. Um, so there's a poll up right now for the TCC. That is, do you want Alex to make the case for or against cutting Jimmy Garoppolo? And right now we're currently sitting at only nine votes, uh, 78%. Listen, I'm going to give you about 15 minutes to actually get your votes in. There's 23 of you here right now, so I want to see at least 23 votes before I close the poll off and, and go to another one. So we got 23 watching. We're going to make, make sure we get to 23 votes. If you're not sure how to vote and you want to be able to vote, um, right here on YouTube, 49ers Cutback, go into the live chat, and once you're in the live chat, the poll question should pop up and allow you to vote. So right now we're sitting at 73% for, 0% against. So nobody nobody wants to hear the case for against. Um, and then a couple people, 38% are currently sitting at wanting both. So some both votes are getting some love. We're sitting at 13 right now with 24 viewers. So we're going to let that go up a little bit uh, before... We get into make the case in the first topic, which is cutting Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I've seen a lot of people here in Bobo. I have a feeling Pittsburgh will take Jimmy G. I don't think they, they'll like what they see in Trubisky. Possibly not. Paul Sanders says cut Jimmy, but not until 
the day, last day we have to. We don't need the stupid Seahawks picking Jimmy's brain for the season until the last minute. Uh, Ray said, R.I.P. Haskins. Yeah, uh, R.I.P. To, to Dwayne Haskins. If you don't know, you didn't hear. hear. Uh, Dwayne Haskins he ran a road, I guess, on the side of the highway in Florida. He's out there training with Trubisky and a, and a bunch of other guys, including a lot of guys from Pittsburgh. Um, and it sounds like he tried to get across the, the highway, and uh, it was early morning. I don't know if it was light or dark outside. I imagine it was probably a little bit of both. It was about 6.30 in the morning or something like that out there in Florida. Um, I got hit by, by, uh, by a dump truck. Uh, it's sad. It's unfortunate. You hate that. You hate to see anyone lose their life. Um, it's a terrible situation. It's a terrible thing. And uh, just, you know, prayers to his family and uh, people he loves and all the people that were out there with him. Because I can only imagine what that's like, right? You're working out with a guy, expecting to see a guy. And you know, some of those people may not have heard from him or whatever and, and found out via tweets and other things. Uh, what had happened that's got to be uh it's got to be shaky it's got to be it's gonna be hard so shouts out to to his family and uh love and prayers for his family and uh you know everyone everyone around him the Steelers organization as well that's a that's a tough situation um but look we're gonna we're gonna focus on other things right now um Haskins you know was a guy who was getting some things turned around and was getting himself back on the right page and it's it's sad to see that kind of taken from him and you know, not not being uh, something he's going to be able to continue pursuing and continue improving himself as a person and his family's not going to have him around. That's a it's an awful situation there. So yeah, give give love to his family if you ever hear or see that anyone that's related to him, um, people that were close to him are, are grieving right now. They're they're tough. So you know, it's just positive energy and thoughts out there in the world for for that man and the people around him. It's it's heartbreaking. It really is. Uh, be careful, my friends. There's some crazy drivers out there. Yeah, there there is. There there. Are, I mean, it's it's a crazy world, right? Uh, nothing is guaranteed. Nothing, nothing is guaranteed. Uh, where is info on McGlinchey coming from? Well, there's no info on McGlinchey. So what we're doing tonight, Paul, is something called Make the Case. So it's something I'm going to do occasionally. And I can do this all the time on, on cutback chats. But Make the Case, in which we're going to take some controversial topics or differing opinion viewpoints um, throughout the 49ers landscape that I've been seeing throughout the weeks, months, year, whatever. Um, and I'm going to let you vote on me making the case for one side or the other. Uh, some situations will put it up for both and let you guys pick pick for or against or both options for me to make the case for. So I'm going to try and rationalize the point of view of uh, these takes because there's people who feel one way or the other, right? There's people who are for and pro cutting Jimmy Garoppolo. There's people for, you know, keeping him around and not cutting him and not getting rid of him. So people may want to hear what the case is, right? See me try to make it because you also kind of know where I line up. So this is also an opportunity for you to put me in the really uncomfortable position of having to make the case for something that maybe you know I don't want, right? You may, you may be sitting there knowing I do not want, Alex wants no part of this. He doesn't want, he doesn't want, you know, this. He doesn't want to keep Jimmy. He, he doesn't want to draft this position in the draft. I want to see him make a case for it. So it's also a way for you to just, you know, Make me hate everything, <laughs> everything that I'm doing with y'all. Today, my cousin got in an accident. He is okay, but the car was total. That's awful, man. I was actually in a car accident, Ray, in, uh, in 20... Oh, man. What year is that now? 2015, I was hit by a drunk driver in the middle of the night. Actually, on my way to, to Aunt's house. Um, about uh, two months before I was supposed to go to Ohio State. So, yeah, I mean, that's it, it, it can happen in the blink of an eye, man. It can happen at any point in time. Uh, hit by a drunk driver, my car was totaled. Um, I would think that I walked away with the worst of it was some bruising, some whiplash, headaches. I got really, really lucky, uh, really, really lucky. So I'm glad to hear that your cousin's okay and that he escaped that. And and the worst of it is just the car, because there are there are worse things. 
Uh, there are worse things than than just not having your car. Um, the fact that he's doing a okay upright and walking, that's a good thing. Uh, let's see, do you guys do you guys think that Debo's success is the product of Shanahan's system or he'll do that anywhere? So Boba, this is interesting because this is the first topic. The first topic of the night is not make the case. It's not the first thing that we're doing tonight. Um, what we're doing tonight to start is talking about Debo Samuel and is he trolling? Right? Is this is this man trolling or is this man serious? Is he serious about the stuff that he's saying or or is he just messing with folks? Is he just messing with people? And and it kind of feels like and I don't wanna necessarily like speak for Debo Samuel. Obviously, I'm not Debo Samuel in any way, shape, or form. I'm not his agent, I'm not his publicist, I'm not uh not any of those things. I'm not a teammate, I'm not someone with connections. Him and I don't talk on, on regular basis. Right? He doesn't call me Alex, and I don't call him by his his real first name, which is not Debo. For all of you who did not know, it's Tyshawn. Uh, you know, it's, it's not that. So what we're here to do, and first thing first, is talk about whether or not this is a troll by Debo Samuel. So there have been some very interesting things from Debo, and we can we can pull up the Twitter. We can go through and look at the, the, the Instagram of, of Mr. Debo Samuel and what's been going on and, and what he's been doing. He's been posting a lot of cryptic stuff, and, you know, people are freaking out. Every which way cutback crew, they're they're just they're panicked. I don't necessarily blame them because Debo is extremely important to this team. Um, you know it's it's uh, oof, it's uh, it's interesting. So first things first, first things first. Uh, there was the tweet I believe it was a day ago. How can I lose when we the who's who's and it's pictures of him and his boys. Uh, just dripping in swagoo. Dripping in swagoo. I mean, they are swagging up everywhere. Swags everywhere in Herald. How you doing, my guy? Hopefully, hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully you're doing well, dude. Um, but no, he, he, I mean, talk about a guy dripping. Dripping in the swag. That's Debo Samuel. He's dripping in it. Him and all his boys. Uh, but again, tweet goes out, the Instagram post goes out, how can I lose... When we the who's who's and people are like, oh, see, see what I mean? How how can I lose when we the who's who's that he's he's trying to get at something there. He's trying to get at something there. Here's the thing. The last picture in that thread is actually of Debo holding up the middle finger, middle finger with the with a thumb out. A nice little F you to everyone who's reading it. And I think I think if we want to read into things, he's trolling. He's just trolling. He's messing with folks. He has tweeted out and said recently in the last month or so that not every time I put something on social media, every time I put something out, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with anything football related. It could be life. It could be friends. It, yada, yada, yada. He is intentionally putting out things that could be misinterpreted by 49ers fans, beat writers and things of that nature to mean something that it's not. Now, there, there was a gentleman who came out and said, hey. Debo Samuel wants to be the highest non-quarterback, like the highest paid non-quarterback in the league. And if you look at what that means, right, that's 28 million right now is what it is. That's that's a Mr. Watts, not JJ Watts, but TJ Watts contract, 28 million, which means Debo is looking at probably 29 to 30, right? 29 to 30 is what Debo is looking for. All right. Aunt and I were talking before the, the off season and we're just like, hey, you know what? Probably around 25 million is is the number that Debo's at, like logistically at. Um, the Niners are probably hoping that's the high end of the scale for Debo Samuels, $25 million. Uh, but but there, you know, there's room, there's flexibility there. Now, 
there's two things to look at with this Debo situation. Number one, uh, the post stuff and all that, and I'm seeing here Harold Debo showing immaturity or he's getting bad advice from his agent. Harold or none of these tweets mean anything that anyone is saying that they mean. And that's what I'm, that's kind of where I'm at with this. Um, I don't actually believe Debo Samuel is putting this, the stuff that's being put out there and the stuff that he's doing has anything to do with San Francisco. It has everything to do with beat writers and fans who are taking everything too seriously, who are looking for anything to gleam any insight into this. Um, if there's one thing that I have known about Debo Samuel in the entirety of the time that Debo Samuel has been in San Francisco, he is a guy who's about his business. He's about doing his business. This isn't a guy who is out there talking and, and saying different things. This is a guy who's very well aware of what his role is. This is a guy that is very close with Kyle Shanahan. That He jokingly, with Kyle Shanahan early in the season, said, you're trying to turn me into a running back. And Kyle said, huh, I already have. Right? This whole wide back mantra is not something that is Debo's. It is Kyle's. Um, and I know earlier we had someone who, who had asked, I think it was, oh, I want to make sure I give this, uh, give credit, give credit to the person who had, who had said this. Bobo said, do you guys think that Debo's success is a product of Kyle Shanahan's system or he'll do well in that role anywhere? He can do well in that role anywhere because this is what Debo's skill set is. Like this is what, this is what he is as a player. The problem is, is that I don't think he can do it at the level he's doing it at without Kyle Shanahan. Now you might be able to replicate and duplicate in Miami with the, with, with the McDaniels, you might be able to. Maybe in Green Bay with LaFleur, maybe. Possibly with the Rams, possibly. But the only way he ends up in Green Bay is if you're willing to trade him there. And the Niners aren't doing that. The only way he ends up in Los Angeles is if you trade him there. The Niners aren't going to do that. And uh, the Miami Dolphins don't have the cap space nor the, the available funds in order to make that here. So he can't go to any of these other places that potentially may be landing spots that allow him to continue the amount of success he has. Um, Debo, if this is not a troll and, and all signs point to it being, the, being a troll, like all signs feel like a troll, uh, then, then Debo is aware of, of what this is. Uh, Debo is a different type of player. He's doing something that no one else in the league has done. And because he's doing something no one else in the league has done, he is putting his foot firmly in the ground and making sure that everyone is aware. Hey, I'm different. You don't get to pay me like these other people, like these other wide receivers. Like you don't pay me like that because I'm more than that. I'm significantly more than that. He's aware of it. And the Niners are aware of it. Um, and I saw someone say it, I, right there. I saw uh, at least, I think I said at least 25 million. A uh, homeboy says that they not expected no less than 25 million. I mean, look, he's going to get 25 million. He wants at least 25 million. No, said Renee, Ken Martin. 25 million. I see the 25 million. Ant and I have said this from the start. 25 million is the number. Like it's the number that makes the most sense. Uh, Parag trying to lowball Debo. He ain't going for that. James, he's not trying to lowball him. This is how negotiations work. Like this, this is how it works. If you're the Niners, you come in and go, Hey Debo, we're looking like 18 to 20 million is what we're thinking with some incentives and some escalators that get that thing up to like 22 and a half a year. What are you thinking? And Debo's sitting there going, 30 bro 30 there's no one that can do what i do you can't find that dude in the draft you can't go trade for that guy you don't have that dude currently on your roster that man doesn't exist there is no debos out there 
right? There, there ain't nobody who does who do, who can do me. So you want me? It's thirty. Like it's it's thirty. And Parag goes, oh, thirty. Nah, Debo, man, you're, oh, Debo, you're breaking my balls. You're breaking my balls, Debo. Debo, Debo, you're breaking, you're breaking my balls, Debo. I can't. Oh, I don't know if I can do that, Debo. That's that's tough. Debo, oh my balls. Oh, it's, they hurt so bad. That's that's what's going on. If you ever watched South Park, that's that's what this is. He's breaking his balls. Like Prox, oh my balls, Debo. He can't. Oh, this is tough. I don't know if you can do this. Look, this is this is not. No, this is not trading Debo talk, Robert. This is not. This is not trading talk. J J L A got it. That's my boy J L A. Atta boy. Atta baby. Uh, look, so this is this is just not. It's not happening. That's that's not gonna happen. You you go back and forth. You have banter. Prague's going back and going thirty million, yo. This dude wants thirty. Kyle, we can't do thirty. John, we can't do thirty. And John's sitting there going, "You're right. We can't do thirty. You can't pay him thirty, and we can't pay Nick Bosa thirty. That's not gonna work." And Kyle's like, "Hey guys." <laughs> It's Debo Samuel. We have to pay him. Like we, you can't. We can't let him walk. It's just negotiations. The number is going to be twenty-five. Twenty-five is what the number is going to be. The question is just going to be how they get to twenty-five. James, I, I highly doubt that Prague doesn't have balls. Like, I highly doubt that. I highly doubt that he doesn't have balls. Like, just doesn't feel like that's that's the case. Doesn't. They paid Jimmy Garoppolo. And found a way to get that done when when Jimmy was, you know, coming off of one year. They're, they're going to pay Debo Samuel. They're 100 percent going to pay Debo Samuel. I know you're not, uh, but why are offers? Uh, wait, wait, wait. I know you're not, but why are offers talking this BS? Others talking this BS. Oh, Robert, I don't know. I don't know if they're talking this BS because they're they're panicked. I guess they're panicked about what's going on with Debo and the fact that he hasn't been signed yet, even though the Niners have done this consistently throughout the years. Like they. This, especially this regime, they don't re-sign their big name guys until training camp. Like they go through negotiations, they figure out you know what they can get away with. Brock's trying to figure out how he can guarantee money that's going to make Debo happy and also put the 49ers in a position down the road to also be able to pay their other players. Right? You're you're trying to make the best of both worlds here. You're trying to guarantee Debo money that he he wants and money that he's worth. Right? Ant and I have said this um ideally, probably looking at 60 to 80 million. It depends what's important to Debo, right? If Debo, if it's more important for Debo to make a certain amount of money per year, uh, a certain amount of money per year with less upside, then there's going to be more guaranteed money. There's going to be more guaranteed money. There'll probably be some void years in the contract to make sure that money is guaranteed and, and gets into his pocket. But if Debo wants to make the most amount of money possible, then what you could be looking at is a situation where the Niners have a, a contract in place that pays him like 20 million a season with incentives and escalators that get that number up to like 28. 28 a year. So things built in that are incentive laden based, right? You make an all pro, there's this. And you make pro bowls, there's this. Uh, you know, you rush for this many touchdowns and, and catch for this many receive. it's this. You know, you make the you're on the active 53 man roster, not injured. Uh, here's here's an additional two and a half million dollars. Um, they can do things like that in order to build that money up. Now, what that may mean for Debo is that you take less guaranteed money, right? You might have like a five year deal worth like one hundred and twenty million dollars, which would be astronomical. But sixty five or sixty of it is guaranteed. Right. Rather than a five year deal 
five-year deal at a hundred million dollars in which like 90 million is guaranteed um and you have like a void year at the end or a two void years and it's really a three-year deal that the Niners can get out of after year three uh so I, I listen I, I Debo 150 million 90 guaranteed five years if he waits till next year uh doubtful if he waits till next year because he has to produce exactly what he did this year 420 Savage he has to do exactly what he did this year he has to do it again and they're not going to be the opportunity to do that again the Niners aren't going to build their team to make sure that Debo has to do that again right do you you don't want to have to you don't want to have to run Debo Samuel in the backfield as much as you did. You just don't want to. Uh, Diggs gets $26 million. Does Debo deserve more or less than him, says Renee? Well, Diggs is, is more proven as a receiving option, right? Like, in terms of a guy who consistently produces in the league, like, Diggs has done it for years now. Uh, Debo's got one year. So it's not that Debo doesn't deserve it. Um, the Niners are looking at this more of, Debo is the up Debo's like ceiling is higher than the rest of these guys because he can do more. But if we, we want to see more of it, right? Before we throw that money down and say, heck to the yes, done, let's do this. We want to see more. Uh, that, that's what they want. And oh man, this thing is getting close. We got 33 votes, 48% of you four, 18 against, and 33% say both. So get your votes in TCC. Get your votes in. So, look, I, I, I think Debo, 100% Debo is going to get paid, and 100% is going to be the Niners. He's not walking. He's not walking, nor are they trading him. The, the Niners have three years. You can franchise tag this man twice and pay him top receiver money. You can, you can do that twice and, and have no issues. Uh, you don't have to deal him now. You're not going to deal him now. It makes no sense to deal him now. Um, he is part of your offensive identity at this point in time. So that that's not it, Debo getting traded. It for me is like something that's off the table. Like it's off the table unless we get into training camp and this dude is just like, hey, I'm not showing up. I'm not paying. I'm not playing on a, a franchise tag next year or the year after that. So either get my contract done or you can just I can just sit here. A, a, unless that happens, this is just not going to be the case. Like it's just not. It's not what's going to happen. Uh, there's no part of me that believes that's going to be. That's going to be the scenario we find ourselves in, or that Debo finds himself in, for that matter. So I wanted to bring up Stefan Diggs' contract, because someone brought it up and said $26 million a year, and, and you're right, but there's nuance to it. Uh, there's more to it than just a number, a number that Stefan Diggs is going to be getting and, and what that may mean. So let's take a look at it, shall we? Uh, let's take a look at it. So first and foremost, uh, he's got a lot of signing bonus money, okay? 4812 4812 16 26 9 uh 27 yeah about 27.5 million of of his money is signing bonus money okay so 27.5 million is signing bonus money um he's got workout bonuses built in um he's got option money built in as well um and he's got a ridiculously low base salary so people were talking about he's getting 26 million a year guaranteed. Uh, 2022, 2.5 million dollar base salary. 2023, 7.9 million. 2024, 18.5 million, 18 million, 19 million, and 14 million. Okay, he's got an 11 million cap hit, a 20, a 26, a 26, a 27, and a 21. Okay, so these these numbers are very team friendly. 
On top of that, only 47.985 million of his contract. 47.985 million was guaranteed at signing. That's it. Only 47 million of that contract. 48 roughly. Okay. His 2024 salary becomes guaranteed in March of 2024. So when the new league year starts in March 2024, then that 2024 year money becomes fully guaranteed. Uh, 3.51 million of his 2025 salary is fully guaranteed in March of 2025. So his money is not guaranteed. The, the Bills can get out of that contract at any point in time after 2024 and be off the hook for a good chunk of it because most of his fully guaranteed money is in the first three years of the contract. That's what it is. So yeah, it's 26 million a year. That 48, 50 million of it is guaranteed. And most of that is paid out in the first two years of the contract. The Jets know what they're doing and Parag knows what he's doing. What Parag's trying to figure out right now is what he can get away with, right? I mean, if you don't have to pay more, you don't pay more. But that's like walking into a store, right? Knowing that you need milk. Like, you absolutely need milk. Walking into a store, seeing the price of said milk, and, and seeing it being outrageously high, and then just paying it. The first thing that you see. Rather than, like, going down the list of all available milks and, and seeing, hey, you know, I don't have a lot of money. I need milk. There's that fat-free stuff over there. That 2% over there is pretty cheap. I can go get that pint one over there for, like... A dollar well currently it's like three dollars but my point remains right you don't just do the first thing that you see that's silly you're going to push this out as best you can and make this as as beneficial as possible for not just the individual involved who needs said thing which is Debo Samuel needing to get paid because he needs to but also for your organization your franchise because he's not the only player on the roster that has to get paid and you want to build the best roster possible so let's get to what some of the cutback crew is saying because there was a lot of things that came through it, I missed it. Uh, let's see. Turn off salary cap and give him 50 million. Works in Madden every time. This is Candy Collectibles. You're not wrong, Caleb. You're not wrong. Uh, Bosa needs to get his money before Debo because a pass rusher is one of the most important positions, except you have more time with Nick Bosa. You have more time. You also can wait to see what the salary cap goes up to because if the salary cap explodes even more than you're anticipating, then you're in an even better spot. And it's not the end of the world what you end up paying Debo. Debo has to be the priority right now unless you don't think you can get the deal worked out. If you can't get the deal worked out with Debo, then you just start franchise tagging him and you worry about getting Nick paid. That's what you do. Uh, let's see. Uh, Shanahan is unlikely to value Debo the way the fan base and the league's perception of Debo's value. Kyle, in my honest opinion... Uh, believes that he can scheme open citizens in his scheme. Um, yeah, right, but he can't have guy. He, he can't have dudes who do what Debo do in terms of running the football the way Debo runs the football, his run after the catch ability. Like, th those things are very unique. Debo's vision is not like that of a typical wide receiver. And you can also just give him the ball and he'll run through people like they don't exist. So there, there's also, there's also that. So that just has to be kept, it has to be kept in mind. It truly does. If you're not going to keep, if you don't keep it in mind, then yeah, you're, you're, you're going to miss out on, on, on everything else that Debo does that makes him special. So I don't think Kyle believes that, Frank. I think Kyle knows exactly what he's going to do. I need to see Debo do it against his 420 Savage. I, that's what the Niners are saying too. We need that. Debo, you want to get, you want to get paid 30 million a year. I, you got to do 15, you got to do 1,500 and 500 yards. 15 and five has to be again. 
Like, we need another year of that. We can't pay you $30 million if you're not going to do that every year. The problem is, is that he's not going to ever do that again. Because the Niners aren't going to give him those, those kind of options. Like, he's not going to touch the ball as much as he did in out of the backfield. Again, that's not going to happen. The reason that happened was because you had a plethora of injuries at the running back position. Like, so much so, in fact, that you had to recreate. You had to find a way to, to get a home run hitter in the backfield with the ball, and Debo ended up beating the guy. So the opportunities to be a 15-5 guy are just going to be limited. They're just, they just are. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Debo, Debo deserves around $25 million. I Look, I think he deserves $25 million. I it, it, He deserves $25 million. I just don't know if we need to be paying him like 30 yet. Like 15 and 5, you got to do that a couple of times. Right? You got to do, do it a couple of times. A couple of times. But regardless of that, I mean, Debo is Debo is that dude. He is the man. He's the perfect fit at the wide receiver position for this offense. He does everything that Kyle needs. He's a guy who can run the ball out of the backfield. He can run the ball on fly sweeps. He can run the ball on jet sweeps. He can catch short pass screens and, you know, take him to the house. He can run middle crossers and break tackles. He can take the top off the defense when needed. He's a dynamic threat in every way on the field. He's perfect for the system. He's perfect for this for this team. Um, and Kyle knows that. He 100% knows that. Jets offer three firsts and a second round. Debo probably would be gone. But they're not going to offer three firsts and a second round. It would be silly to do that because they have a lot of holes to fill. Like a ton. A ton of holes to fill. And you can't fill those holes if you're giving up that much top end talent. Can't do it. Can not do it. You're really okay with paying him $25 million after one year and having some injury history? Not trying to argue, just asking. Well, Renee, like, I, I, here's what I know, right? What I know is that you can pay a guy $25 million a year and it's not really $25 million a year. I understand, how the, I understand to an extent how the cal, uh, salary cap works. I don't understand how teams maneuver money around the way that they do in order to like, continue to pay guys ridiculous sums of money, but I understand that Numbers that get reported are not always the numbers. I understand that you can work out a contract with Debo in which the perception is he's getting paid $25 million a year, but in reality, the Niners are only on the hook for $50 million over two or three years. And then after that, that money is flexible. It, it can be changed. It can be moved. Right? You're not set in stone with it. It's like Trent Williams' contract, right? When Trent Williams' contract got reported last year, everybody flipped. There were half the fans who were excited and there were half that were freaking out. And then the contract details came out and you realized it was really a three-year deal that the Niners could get out of. It was a six-year contract or a five-year contract, whatever it was. But after the third season of said contract, the Niners could get out of it with no hit. Almost all of the guaranteed money in the contract was in the first three years. And after that, everything was just, you know, flexible. They could do different things with it. If you were to choose to keep Debo or Bosa, who are you picking? Oh, I'm picking both. I'm picking both. You can't not have both of those guys. They're the cornerstone pieces. If you may, if you were telling me, if you're telling me, Ant, that I can only pick one of them, I can only one of them, I don't have a choice, then I'm probably going to go with Nick Bosa just because, not like a personal choice, based on how the 49ers have built teams, Pass rush is the identity. Being able to get after the quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo was able to have a lot of success in 2019 with a, a, who's, who, a who's who of wideouts. 
yeah, you had Debo Samuel, but you had Debo Samuel in his rookie year who wasn't this version of Debo Samuel. An aging Emmanuel Sanders, George Kittle, Kendrick Bourne. And if you've been here for a while, then you know exactly how I feel about Kendrick Dancing Bourne. Dancing after first down catches when we're down 21 points. Not a, not, a, not a huge fan. I think Kendrick Bourne is a hard worker. I like Kendrick Bourne as a person. I don't like Kendrick Bourne necessarily on the field, but, but there's a role for Kendrick Bourne, and, and I understand that. Um, Debo is probably the guy that you're not keeping in that scenario if you have to choose between one, but I don't think the Niners are choosing between one. I think they're choosing both. Uh, that, that's what you're going to do. Bobo let Bosa walk and re-sign Deep Ford. Never in a thousand years. It's just, it's just never. Never in a thousand years. Uh, but it, it would feel like that would be the case. Uh, you were in the dark about Jimmy G, also in the dark, literally. I, I am literally, literally in the dark. Tommy, the office is dark. I got my three-point lighting set up. Some red tint in the background. Look at this. Right, the mood lighting to set the mood for cutback chats. Uh, just, this is a joke. That wasn't serious. That wasn't, that wasn't serious. Isn't 65 million guaranteed too much? Well, it depends. Right, Renee? It depends. It depends over how many years is that 65 million guaranteed? How long is it pushed out? Right? Because here's the thing about 65 million guaranteed that includes signing bonus money. So let's say the Niners give him a five year deal, right? And give him a five, uh, $25 million signing bonus. So five years, $5 million at the, at the start of every, every year he gets 5 million to start. That's 25 million. So that's already 25 million guaranteed. Okay. And then they take $40 million and guarantee $40 million over three years. Okay. Looking at about 13.25 or whatever it is, 13.3, whatever it is. Okay. So that's $18 million a year over the first three years of the deal. And then the signing bonuses on top of that. There's your $60 million. And the Niners are on the hook, on the hook. For 18 million a season. That's not that bad. That's really not that bad. If you really think about it, if you broke it down that way. You got two years of the back end of that deal that you have $10 million guaranteed for Debo Samuel. So if you trade him or whatever, you're, you're paying him 10 million over two seasons that he won't be there. Or let's say you, you cut him or you know, something happens. Let's say he retired, whatever, like whatever happens. If he's not there past three seasons, yeah, you're on the hook for 10 million. But if all of his guaranteed money is in the first three years and it was 18 million a season, roughly for the first three. Did you really lose in that situation? I don't feel like you did. I don't, I don't feel like we lose. Right. There are ways to work the contract to make money make sense. You can. You can 100 percent do that. And that's what Prague's trying to figure out now. How can I make this make sense? How can we get this number to where Debo is going to be happy? How can we get this number to 25 million a season, roughly, over the lifespan of the contract and make this work? And also, Debo, also, can we not pay you 25 million? If it's, like, right, if it's 20, if it's 22, what about 22 and a half? Right, that's what happened. He's like, I want 30. Prague and them came to 18 to 20. He was like 30. They come back to him like 20 to 22 and a half. He was like 30. And then they probably came to him like, all right, dude, look, what about like 24.25? And he was like, listen, I, I want at least 25. I want at least 25. And they're sitting there going, 
half a million off, baby. We got this. They're, they're going to figure this out. I'm not worried about it. I'm really, truly not worried about it. And come back through. If you want to be worried about it, you have every right to be. Because Dino Samuel is one of the main pieces of this offense. So I understand panicking. I 100% get it. I also 100% worry. But here's the thing. Uh, Debo also is probably just trolling. I'm just saying he's probably trolling. He's probably not being serious. He's probably messing around a little bit. And if he's messing around, then I think we can all feel just a smidge better. Because he's not trolling the fan base. That's not who he's trolling. He's trolling beat writers. He's trolling the people who are stalking his social media. They're, he's trolling the people that are like constantly in his DMs, messaging him. You know, Devo Samuel took out a spoon and ate cereal this morning. He used a fork to eat a cereal. Oh my gosh, he hates San Francisco. Like the people who are looking far in, that's the people he's messing with. That's what it feels like. A loose at four-year max contract length. Not sure about his health if they continue to use him uh, use him the same way. I don't think they plan to, Lou. Um, otherwise, I don't think you can give him what he's asking for. I think the thing that makes the most sense then in that situation with Debo is uh, just franchise tag him for two years. If he's going to have the exact same role, franchise tag him. Two seasons, uh, and then let him walk, or franchise tag him two seasons and then trade him uh, in the second franchise tag. Adebo ain't going anywhere. I believe management will do whatever they can to keep him because they really want to win a championship. You don't make the move for Trey Lance if you're planning on moving Debo Samuel. You just don't. It just, you don't do it. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, it really doesn't. And uh, boom, look at that. Just like that. He's messing with Cone, James Coombe. You ain't wrong. He is messing with Cone. Uh, he blocked he blocked that guy and, and all that other stuff. Uh, did you say, wait, wait, Cone? Hold on, Cone? He's messing with Cone. Who's Cone? James, who's Cone? Who's, who's Cone? Wait, did you mean... Wait, 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 wait. Cone or, or Cone? Wait, wait. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who that is. I don't know. I don't know who Cone is. James, I apologize. Um, you'll have to clarify for that, that to me in the chat. I don't... I don't know. I'm seeing Grant Connor. I don't know who that is, JLE. Grant Cohn says Eric. I don't know who that is. Hmm. I, I, I chat. You're going to have to let me know who, who Grant Cohn is. You're going you're gonna to have to. I don't know if you guys. He's saying Grant Cohn too. So I'm seeing a lot of Grant Cohns. I don't, I don't know who that is. I don't know if you guys know this or not. I, I, I can't. I, I can't like. Listen, I, I hit my head. I was at the gym the other day and I, I literally I slammed my head at the gym. And, and my doctor is saying I'm having some short-term memory loss stuff going on. So, like, there's, there's, I probably, maybe I know who it is. I'm just having a hard time remembering right now. I'm just, it's, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to remember who that is. It's the National Enquirer of 49ers content creators. Well, hey, the National Enquirer is, like, global, right? So then that, that would be good for him, then. Is he related to Lowellcon? I don't know who that is either. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. You don't want to know. Okay, well, then I guess I'm not missing anything, right? Look at that under clickbait in the dictionary, says Paul Sanders. Clickbait. Oh, clickbait. But that means he's getting a lot of clicks then, right? That's, that's a positive thing. He's a no-account hack disturbed, disturbed. Oh, man. Look, uh, listen, I didn't, I didn't mean to throw. Listen, I, I didn't want to do this to this man. I don't, I don't know who he is. Uh, no hard feelings. Um, you know, and in all honesty, I, I, maybe I do. I just don't remember. It's probably that I just don't remember. So there's, there's that. There's that. Uh, you don't need to know him. Uh, no one in Ford and just a fool and a 49er hater. Okay. 
Sports comment on the Chronicle. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, okay. Guys, I'm just going to chalk this up to the head, man. It's the head. I'm just, I'm struggling right now. I'm struggle busting. I, I just don't. Oof. Oof. As a matter of fact, every time you guys say cone, just, I just feel it right here, right here in the back. Right, right here on the back. It just starts throbbing. It's throbbing. So maybe that means something. I don't know. I don't know. But hey, look, the poll close. So that's good. We can we can get into uh we can get into make the case, TCC. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, all right. It's time for make the case in which your boy, right here, this gentleman with, with the huge bump on his head from slamming and is forgetting names of people and things and stuff that aren't important. To uh, actual things that the cutback crew wants to hear about and apparently wants to hear me make the case for which is i'm not gonna lie it's, it's humbling it's a humbling it's a humbling feeling there i can't believe you guys want to actually listen to me talk more uh, i appreciate that thank you uh so the the first poll question that we put out i said this earlier tonight at the start of the stream uh we put this out on the youtube community page uh, so by the way, if you're not if you're not subscribed to the channel, hit the subscribe button and then hit the notification bell. And once you've hit that notification bell, make sure all is selected, all. And the reason why you want all selected is so that way when we put out polls and questions and things like that, you get notified so you can vote right away. We had 126 votes uh, for a topic for me to make the case for. Um, the top three vote getters were trading Debo Samuel, paying Debo Samuel 30 million a year, and cutting Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo was the top one at 37%. Okay, we had a poll that was going. Do you want Alex to make the case for or against cutting Jimmy GTCC? 47% said for, 35, oh, 35, yeah, 35% said yes, we're going to go with the four. Okay, we're going to go with the four. That's what we're going to do. So I am going to be making the case for why the 49ers need to be cutting Jimmy Garoppolo based on things Twitter personalities have said. I've seen a lot of people making a lot of different things. Uh, I'm going to be making the case for. Now, I'm going to preface this right now saying, I don't believe the 49ers are going to do this. I don't think this is something that is in the forefront of their minds currently. But we're going to make the case for. Uh, in, in a shocking turn of events, cutback crew, I, I really hate to break this to you. This is going to be a really, really easy one to make. Like a, a stupid, a stupid easy, easy pitch to make or, or make the case for. So thank you for giving me the softball early. Right? You're giving me, you're giving me the, 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 the changeup right off the get-go. Right? You're just throwing the first pitch changeup for me right over the middle of the plate. You know, respect. Respect to that. Uh, this is easy. Uh, why should the 49ers cut Jimmy Garoppolo? A simple, simple. Uh, having a path, knowing what the path forward is. No confusion. Right? No one. No one on the team has any doubts or questions in terms of what the direction of this team is going forward and who's leading them. Because if Jimmy Garoppolo is uh, still in the locker room and still there, then there's questions about who the leader is. Who is the guy leading us in the battle? Now, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that anyone is going to be torn on who is the guy that leads out, but there's uncertainty. There's questions about who it's going to be. And questions create controversy, and there's tons of people out there who love controversy because controversy creates cash. Right. And so they're going to stir the pot and make things more confusing and confusal than ever before. Also, you free up cap space. And if you free up twenty five million dollars in cap space, well, then you can sign Debo Samuel to his nice, wonderful twenty five million dollar year. However, there is there is the injury clause. Right. So you're going to lose out on seven million. 
Uh, and that brings that cap number down to actually 18 million that you end up saving, which is less money. It's less money, but it's still 18 million dollars. 18 million. You can go sign some big name free name, big name free agents. You can go sign Stefan Gilmore. Don't worry about drafting a corner in the draft. Now nah, we're fine. We got Stefan Gilmore. We can move Emmanuel Mosley into the slot. You're good in the secondary. You can you can take draft capital now, move up, and make sure you get that edge rusher opposite of Nick Bosa. How am I doing so far? Because this, this is a no-brainer, right? You cut Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, if you cut him uh, bef- after he passes a physical, then you save $25 million. If you cut him before, you save eighteen. You can pay Debo. You can extend him. You have money to start extending. You have money to make trades during the year. You have all the money uh, and available space you need now to sign your draft picks after the draft. You're in business. You're in business. You don't have anything to worry about. You know who the starting quarterback is. You know who the guy is leading out in the field is going to be. Right? Your, your, your quarterback room goes from eating up $40 million or something like that. It's not 40. It's, it's like 30-something million. It's in the mid-30s. To uh, uh, you know, under $15 million a year in your quarterback room. And it's going to be under $15 million a year for the next four years. You're not paying you know, 15 20% of your salary at the quarterback position if you get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo now. It's a no-brainer, right? Make the case. This is easy. Cut Jimmy Garoppolo, free up the cap space, pay Debo Samuel. Then all you have to worry about is taking care of uh, Nick Bosa in 2023 once the salary cap skies, right? It shoots to the moon. It's cake. This this isn't even difficult. It's not even a hard one to make. Uh, I'm I'm surprised you didn't want me to make the case the other way around, which actually is a lot more difficult to sell people on. But look, cutting Jimmy Garoppolo is, is the easiest and quickest way to, I mean, cap heaven, essentially, right? If cap hell is what the Saints were in, then cap heaven is what the Niners would be in with 18 million additional in free cap space, the ability to, to extend Debo Samuel a lot easier, uh, and the flexibility to be able to sign your rookie free agents and have room to make a trade in the middle of the season. That's, that's cap heaven, right? If you're, an, if you're a team that you believe is a Super Bowl roster, that's, that's cap heaven. It means no worries for the rest of your days. We're singing Hakuna Matata at training camp, right? Trey's walking out. We, we know all of our rookie draftees have been signed. There's no questions about the, the quarterback room. Uh, Trey, Trey is literally walking out, spinning a football, and the entire stands and fans are Hakuna Matata, Hakuna. It means no worries for the rest of our days. <laughs> as, as the prophet, right? Nobody? Just me? I'm, I'm all alone here? I'm the Hakuna Matatas? Okay. Well, I mean, I tried. I, ch- I tried. Let me know if you thought I made the case. Give me, give me a nice W if I made the case. A W if I made the case, and a big fat F if I did not make the case. Give, give me those Fs. Hit me with the Fs if I didn't make the case. TCC. Oh, I, I'll be really upset. I'll be really upset. So listen, next one up is going to be trading trading debo samuel tcc do you want me to make the case for or against let's find out we're going to give you a couple minutes here to uh to put some votes in the chat there's 38 of you here right now 
We have 33 likes, by the way, which that number has to get to, to Kyle Juszczyk 44. It has to get to Kyle Juszczyk 44. So make sure we get those. We get those there. I right, get those there and, and I'll, I'll take that there. So four against, we got 40 of you watching right now. I want to see 40 votes. 40 votes if you can do it. Vote right now in the chat and let's get to how some people felt about the, either that was a W or, or a big fat L. Uh, Frank with the Hakuna Matata, he loves it. Yeah, everyone, I mean, I thought it was glorious. I thought, I don't know if it was the best thing I've done this podcast, but it's close. It's, it was close. <laughs> it's close. Yeah, but who's left to use that cap space on this year besides the Honey Badger? I mean, there's Gilmore, there's the Honey Badger, there's uh, Harris, the, the slot corner that we could go out and get. Um, Joe Hayden, DJ Hayden got cut also recently. Uh, I believe Justin Houston is still available also. I mean, there's there's players. There's players. There's guys you could go get. So there's definitely money you could spend on. Even if you don't spend it on a free agent, you can spend it on draft picks, and you can also spend it up on a... What do you call it? Uh, on Debo, right? Spend it on Debo. Treasure Burrow, Kittles, Jimmy G shirt for week one press conference. That would be funny. I'm seeing some W's there from Marvin Rose. Sadly, we're just finding something else to worry about. You, you were right. Eric gave me the good, you did good kid W. I like that. Uh, Gary, you aren't wrong either. We are on the quest for 3K. We are 100% on the quest for 3K. We are so close to 2,800. The goal is 3K by draft day. TCC 3k by draft day. We're sitting at almost 2,800. So help us get there. Hit that subscribe button. Join today. We got 19 votes already a minute in. I love it. 19 votes a minute in 58% against trading Devo Samuel. We're almost, we're almost a 50, 50 TCC. If you 50, 50, this, I will make the pitch both for and against the only logical case is against. So I'm seeing some people saying against, remember, if you don't know how to vote in the live chat section, in the live feed, in live chat feed once you pull it up there should be a notification if it doesn't show up right away just exit the live chat close it out and then reopen it it'll click in right away and show it to you saw the pick he looked at he looked at 250 not good uh let's see any old guys remember the herschel walker trade yeah that that herschel walker trade was crazy crazy against so we didn't develop debo just to flip him agreed for trading or for keeping so this would be trading Debo Samuel, Tommy. The vote right now is for trading Debo Samuel. So trading Debo Samuel, do you want me to make the case for trading him or against trading him? That's what we're waiting on these votes to pile in. We're sitting at 23. As soon as that thing gets to 30 votes, I'm closing that thing out. So make your votes now. Looks looks like O-line in the draft, said Marvin Rose. Uh, uh, sadly enough, it did not get enough votes. It didn't get enough votes at the start of this thing. Give Jimmy G and buy a draft pick from Carolina. Hey, now. You know, that was the Joe Thomas trade that Bill Walsh had to deal with against. I voted wonderful. Whew. Jimmy G is not getting released. Front office is stubborn. So Jaron agreed with you, Jaron. Uh, I said that. I prefaced it before Make the Case started, right? I don't think the Niners are actually going to cut Jimmy Garoppolo. But the cutback crew wanted me to make the pitch for. I, I think it's because they, they've heard me say, right? I think the TCC has heard me say, Hey, and you've heard Ant say as well, the Niners aren't cutting him. It just doesn't seem like something they're going to do. So like, can Alex even attempt to make the pitch for? I can definitely make it. We'll see. Pick four. We already know what he's going to say for against. Do you? Do you? Oh, my goodness. 25 votes. We're sitting at 52%. TCC, come on. We need five more votes. There's 43 of you watching right now. Five more votes in the poll in the live chat. And then we can get to it. Uh, why not just let his contract play out and then let him walk 
for the lols says candy are collectibles it's possible that's still possible they could let his contract play out and franchise tag him two years and then bye as debo rides his little bike right that everyone says he's always on is he friday friday debo's his way out of san francisco that's possible oh it's possible it is definitely possible i like renee there making the pitch she wants she wants the she wants the four pitch we gave up the franchise for a has-been since Fort Harris Fogey. I think they'll cut him as a, a payback for delaying the surgery. Both Kyle and John said they had a train light up until after that happened. Uh, look, though, I, I don't think they necessarily... I don't think they did it. I don't think he waited. He didn't wait on that surgery, man. He didn't wait. He went through rehab first. He went like a month and a half of rehab. That's about what you do. It's about a month and a half to figure out if there's strength there. You have mobility. Do you have flexibility? Do you have the range of motion you needed that you're supposed to have? Um, he, he went through rehab and probably wasn't getting his range of his range of motion probably wasn't improving and flexibility wasn't there and strength wasn't there what it was before the injury and they were sitting there going hey it's either we keep doing this for the next four months five months and maybe you see improvement or back to 100 percent, or we just make sure you, you just do the surgery now and guarantee that you'll be you know 100 percent four or five months from now that's what they did that's that's the decision they made uh, you, you don't just get surgery right away. If you can avoid surgery, you avoid surgery. Can we vote twice, says Harold? No, unfortunately, you cannot. <clears throat> you cannot. Just seen the pose that says, if it ain't $25 million, we don't want Debo commented <laughs> slime. Uh, look, uh, $25 million is, is something that's completely in the wheelhouse, man. It's in the wheelhouse. I wish I had one, James. Ray Wershing was a stud. That is true. Can we trade Jimmy G for Eddie D? Asked James Coombs. Solid. Solid. Get Eddie D back here. I don't know how Roger Goodell would feel about that, but uh, Ray Wershing, <laughs> Ray Wershing is one of my favorite players. And yes, I'm aware Eddie D, you know, not not with us, but I'm just saying, uh, if he was available and, and was around still, this was be something else entirely, right? Thank you. I'm tired of hearing all the he's wait that he waited crap. He didn't wait. He went through rehab and rehab didn't go the way they wanted, and that's what you have here. All right, look, we're ending the poll here. <clears throat> I haven't seen a lot of movement in said poll. Let's see what TCC wants me to make the case on. Ant does have a 14 jersey, and Mark Graves, as of right now, it is a Ray Wershing jersey. It may end up being a Ray Ray McLeod jersey, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. It definitely wasn't a Jalen Hurd jersey. Anyone who thinks it was a Jalen Hurd jersey is sadly mistaken. No, don't go watch one of our most popular video videos, The Jalen Hurd Effect. Don't do that. We never once thought that Jalen Hurd could have an impact on the 49ers if healthy. That was definitely something that we talked about at one point in time. Trading Debo Samuel TCC. Do you want Alex to make the case for or against? 53% say for. 53% say for. So fine. Fine. Preface again. Just so that anyone who's coming into this after the fact, right? We have people who are watching someone else. Maybe they're watching Rombo. Maybe they're, they're, they're off doing other things. Right? They just they just finished dinner at 9.40 at night, in which I would have to say, listen, I hope you didn't have a lot of carbs. You're not burning that off tonight. Okay? I hope I hope that's not that's not what you did. Hopefully it was a lot of greens and some protein. But I digress. A away from health and nutrition and, and back into 49ers land. <clears throat> the Niners aren't trading Debo Samuel. That being said, let's make the case for a Debo Samuel trade. Let's make a case for the Debo Samuel trade. In a situation where a team who feels they're a piece away 
in a loaded AFC with tons, tons of talented teams or team in the NFC that feels the NFC is weak. It's bombed out and depleted. There's no hope for a team from the NFC, but an NFC team is sitting there going, hey, we feel we're a piece away. Or an AFC team sitting there going, hey, we feel like we're a piece away. Then the Niners already have a baseline. If trade talk, or not trade talks, but if contract talks with Debo Samuel were to break down, Debo Samuel's sitting there saying, hey, guys, I'm not playing on the current contract. Also, gentlemen, I ain't playing on no franchise tag. Not going to happen. Not doing it. Sorry. Just not happening. Then the San Francisco 49ers would have one choice, and that would be to trade Debo Samuel. And here's the great news. The great news is that you have a baseline, a baseline with the Tyreek Hill trade. With what Miami gave up to get him and to bring him in to Miami from the Kansas City Chiefs, a team who a lot of people are sitting there going, you didn't have to trade Tyreek Hill. Why did they do it? Well, they did because of cap issues and cap space. The Niners aren't in that boat now, but they may be in that boat two or three years from now. So what do you do? You get a haul for Debo Samuel. You get a haul. You get a haul while his value is the highest. Yes, there are concerns about his health, injury history per se, but he's just done something that we haven't seen from a wide receiver in the NFL. 1,500 and 500. 15 and 5. Nobody else is doing that. Nobody else has even thought about doing that. How can they? How can they do that? Niners could go out there and get themselves two firsts. Couple of seconds. Maybe some late round stuff as well. Maybe even a player. Who knows? Right? If you have to move off a of Debo Samuel, though, is there a better time than right now? Truly. Is there? I mean, I'm going to pull up draft picks right now. For NFL teams. And let's see if there's some reasonable, logical, logistical landing spots in which San Francisco 49ers could, I don't know, land, land some, some hole here. Land some, some situations. Or, or give, me, give me all NFL teams. Uh, all NFL teams, Google, not just, not just 2022. Just give me, give me them all. Can I get all of them? Can, can I just get, can I get all of them? We're just going to. I get, can I get this one? Thank you. Thank you. There we go. So I'm seeing someone say the Jets. Eric Dane says the Jets. Ah, look, 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 look. Oh, Hugo came in late. Hugo, Hugo, you got to go back like a minute and a half. Hugo, Hugo, don't, don't freak out. Hugo, Hugo, don't freak out. Okay, it, it, the game's called Make the Case, Hugo. Don't, don't freak out. Just deep breaths. It's called Make the Case. The cutback crew asked for this. They asked for it, Hugo. I swear. It's not something that I want to do. I'm not, I'm not for this. I'm not here, my guy. I'm not here, okay. It's not. It's not what I'm. It's not what I'm doing. It's not what I'm about. Okay, so look, <clears throat> Jets are a perfect example. Eric said Jets. Let's let's talk, let's talk about this. Okay, the case for trading him to the Jets. Number one, similar scheme, coach that he's familiar with. They have a rough idea of what to do with him. They have pick four. They have pick ten. They have pick thirty-five. They have a first-rounder in 2023. They have a first-rounder in 2024. So look, <clears throat> the Jets aren't going to just give up. And the Jets 
are not not winning the Super Bowl in 2022. That's just not happening. Tommy, no, you're wrong. Just eh, wrong. But what the Niners could do is a situation in which they get pick 10, pick 35, pick 38, or instead of 38, you just get the first round pick in 2023 and you try and pick up a second in 2023 or maybe a round three. So you get two firsts, okay, a high first round pick from Seattle, our tribal. You get pick 35 in this upcoming draft or pick 38, one of the two, and then a second or a third. And there may be a 2024 pick to be able to throw in there. But here's the thing. The Jets could do that and still have a first round pick in the top four and a second round pick in the 30s. And the Niners would pick up a top 10 pick this year, a first round pick next year, as well as possibly two twos or a second and a third. A second this year and a third next year or vice versa. So it's possible. It's possible that the Niners could end up with two picks in the top 50 if you made a trade to the Jets. And, I mean, cut back crew. If a team like the Jets were going to give you that much capital, do you say no? Do you do you really say no? Can you say no? Let's look at Atlanta. Team that has a coach who used Cordero Patterson in a very similar way. Atlanta has pick 8, pick 43, pick 58, pick 74, a 2023 first round pick, a 2023 second round pick, same thing in 2024. So what if the Niners got pick 8? Pick 58, a 2023 first, and a 2023 second for Debo Samuel. You're getting two first-round picks back. You're not having to give up any first-round picks. You've essentially recouped all of your Trey Lance picks and in better spots. You weren't going to have pick eight in the first round this year. You're not going to have that next year. You're going to get pick eight in this draft. Pick 58. That's two top 50 picks. Plus two picks next year. And does anyone oh, truly yeah. believe? Oh my, Jack, look at you. Giving, giving, giving me the ooh yeah. Giving me the ooh yeah. I absolutely love that, Jack. Thank you so much, my guy. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, Jack, with the oh yes around here? That's what, that's what we're doing for me? $5 super chat from Jack High TCC. The whole process of building a champion team is draft great players, then pay them, uh, pay them and clo close your eyes and imagine playing Rams, no Debo or Bosa. I, I mean, listen, Jack, I agree with you. I personally agree with you. It doesn't make any sense to move off of Debo Samuel. But the cutback crew wants to hear the case for trading him. So look, Atlanta Falcons, if you can pick up four picks, two in the top 50 this year in this upcoming draft, Deep down inside, I'm saying no, but is that the worst thing in the world? Is it? Is it? It might be. I think so, because I don't know who you're getting at eight that replaces what Debo Samuel does for you offensively, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right, let's take a look at another team. Another team that could utilize some Debo Samuel and has shown that they maybe have the uh, capabilities to have an offense similar. Okay, let's let's take a look at, a, at another team. A very interesting 
team. <clears throat> trying trying to find them here. Excuse, excuse me. Give me give me a second. <clears throat> give me a second. Uh, there we go. Oh, there there you guys are. I was wondering I was wondering where you guys are at and how, how you guys just didn't didn't do your thing there. That was uh that was interesting. Okay, let's let's take a look at a team like. Where are you guys? There you are. There you are. Chicago. Team with a young quarterback. Team that lost their best wide receiver. Team that may be desperate for some rebuilding and looking for a, a, a cornerstone piece to put their name around. The Bears have picked 39. They have picked 48. They have picked 71. This year's draft. They have a round one and a round two in 2023 and a round one and a round two in 2024. Now, what you may be able to do with the Bears is because they have to give you future first. They may be able to give you a 2023 and a 2024 future first, and then a second in 2023, and maybe pick 39 in this upcoming draft. Maybe even a back-end compensatory or something like that, 140, maybe 71, end up with five picks from them. It's possible. It's definitely possible. So the question just becomes, TCC, cutback crew, because a lot of these teams, if you're the Niners, and you're looking, right, to, to move off of Debo Samuel, or you have to move off of Debo Samuel, you know what your baseline is. It's two firsts, right? It's two firsts and at least one additional pick, ideally a second or a third. If a team is willing to pay that or go above and beyond and wow you, would you do it, cutback crew? Would you do it? Jaron, the reason I don't bring up the Raiders, though, is because they just paid Devontae Adams. They don't have a lot of money. Hey, they don't. They don't got. They don't got a lot of money. They don't got a lot of availability. They really don't. And Brandon, do you have a law background? I do not. Brandon have a law background. No. No. I have a piece of paper here somewhere. There's a there's a piece of paper from a college that I graduated from. All right, they gave me like a bachelor of science, a bachelor degree in science. It's like a bachelor's of science. Uh, it's somewhere. It's it's in it's in the room. I don't know. It's a piece of paper. I have a degree. So there's. I followed instructions really well <laughs> for, for four years. It was longer than four years, by the way. It was longer than four years for me. But I have a piece of paper from a college that said I did really good. So. Yeah, no, no law background, though. No law background. Uh, a fudgehead probably would have wanted me to get a law background. I probably would have been a good lawyer in his eyes. Uh, we'll see, though. <laughs> we'll see. A third for Jimmy would be great. There's going to be a lot of safeties in the interior offensive linemen available in the third. You're not wrong. Brandon will likely have to cover part of Jimmy's salary. Interesting, Frank. Maybe. Unless we get an offer similar to what Miami gave Kansas City for Tyreek Hill, then take it. Uh, I think you meant... I think you meant don't take it unless you get... Okay, I get what you're saying. Uh, uh, Alex, C's get degrees. I mean, Tommy, you're not wrong. C's do get degrees, but I'm not that kind of guy. I, I, was, I was a straight-A type of student. I was, I was a straight-A type of student. I, I, tried, I tried really, really hard in school. Like, like stupidly hard in school. Probably harder than I should have tried in school, in all honesty. But, you know, it pays off sometimes. I got a degree. So, I mean, there, there's, there's that. I'm not using said degree currently. Hopefully, hopefully this upcoming semester. Uh, I, got a, I got a degree, but the Bachelor's of Science in Kinesiology. That's what it was. TCC. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. Uh, and HR with the $5 super chat, giving me some oh yes. Get some oh yes in the chat too. 
Get some oh yes in the chat. Two first is a big haul, but the thought of trading Debo and ending up with Kenlaw and McGlinchey level players in the drafts makes me ill. Said HR at $5, the super chat there. I get it. I get it. And JL, you are correct. It was at Sac State. It was at Sac State. A uh, big, big, uh, big, big fan of, of everything Sac State did for me. Talk about a school that uh, uh, made things difficult at times, um, but uh, the people there that once I got there, the, my, my counselors, my advisors, everything, uh, everyone that was there really, really pulled hard for me once they kind of got to know me and who I was as a person and type of student and individual I was. A lot of people had my back. So, uh, listen, state schools sometimes are the best way to go. And uh, Sac State, shout out. Thanks for everything. I, I guess I guess I should do that. Stingers up. That's what they do. It's really lame. <laughs> it's stupid lame, TCC. I promise you I don't ever do it. But uh, there you go, Sac State. There's your, there's your plug. Alex, did you get a degree in thugonomics? Bro, I wish, man. Word life. Basic thugonomics. No, I did not get it. Not in not not in thugonomics, my guy. Just boring old kinesiology and body stuff, my guy. Body stuff. I like the super chat alerts uh, from your past shows. I don't. I didn't hear the alert this time. Did I miss it? Said Harold. It might just be a little low. I've been messing around with it. We've been getting some people complaining about alerts being a little too loud. So I'm trying to keep the volume on the lower end of the spectrum. Um, so if you guys haven't noticed, there's been some change up in the alerts. So. Whenever someone subscribes, we get the we get the typical uh, one more for the good guys from uh, from Mr. Razor Ramon, from Mr. Scott Hall. Um, you know, RIP to him and and and, and sad stuff. But uh, we we have a uh, one more for the good guys from Scott Hall. Um, basic super chats, uh, basic ones, the, the lower end of the tier super chats. We get an AO. Um, you've all heard the Macho Man. Oh yeah, now for the five dollar super chats. Um, and uh, there's more. There are secret number amounts so there are a number of amounts that do different things if you watched a war room then you know there's a, a a crazy one for people who do crazy big donations um and there's other little secret ones kind of mixed in at different uh number amounts so uh, there's no way you'll find them all uh and there's one i don't think anyone will ever get because of how precise the number amount is so we'll just we'll see we'll see what happens uh, if that time ever comes <laughs> I'm glad you like them, Harold. I'm glad you like them. Uh, this is a nice little fun way for you guys to be able to get your point across. Also, I hear them, and so it's very easy to get to Super Chats. Like Super Chats are super easy to get to because I get a notification, I see it. Um, it's really hard to miss. Hey, Alex, do you think Debo wants out of San Francisco? Said Bomber, I don't. I don't think he wants out of San Francisco. I think, I think he knows deep down that this is the best place. Best place for his skill sets and who he is as a player to be utilized. Kyle coached him at the senior bowl. Kyle went out of his way to make sure he could get a Debo Samuel in the draft. Uh, Kyle, Kyle has wanted this guy in San Francisco since he first laid eyes on him and him and Debo are close. They're close. If I donate three fourteen, do I get the rock? No, I can tell you that there is a rock dollar amount, but I will not tell you where said rock dollar amount is or what the number is at that you guys got You got to be brave enough to see if you can hit the rock number. But that's, that's on you TCC. That's, that's on you. I will not be giving away or hints or dropping anything. There are secret 
alert amounts. That's all I can tell you, TCC. Secret alert amounts. Secret numbers. That's it. I can't. I, I can't draw S. Oh, that's that's not bad, Tommy. That's bad. Got to be a jersey number, said Eric. Maybe. Maybe. Um, some and some of them too currently aren't active, so I don't necessarily say everyone starts spamming super chats because some of them are still being in the in the test phase. They're in the test phase. They're getting tested. So um, there are some more though that are absolutely uh, doing their thing. Uh, the alerts are cool, said Harold. I'm glad, and I'm glad you like the show, my guy. Uh, I'm having fun. Uh, would you trade Jimmy G for Chase Young? WTM? I 1,000% would, and would probably give up a draft pick in order to make that happen. Yes, personally, would do that. There is no way the Washington Commanders are trading Chase Young. Unless, of course, there are, you know, proof that they did cook the books and, in fact, were, you know, keeping two sets of books and defrauding the NFL, in which that case, they could hit them with a huge fine and maybe void some player contracts. Maybe Chase Young. Unless they would agree to trade him. So there's that. There's there's that. But uh, yes, you're I would 100% do that. I don't even I don't even think twice about it. I don't even think twice about that, my guy. Chase Young in San Francisco opposite of uh, Nick Bosa just all the yeses. All of the yeses. Okay, so look, uh trading Devo Samuel we just did. Last one that the cutback crew got to vote on, that got over 20% when I originally looked at it. Uh uh let's see. Should the 49ers Pay Debo over thirty million a year. TCC, do you want me to make the pitch for or against? That's what we're gonna find out now. Pitch for or against? Vote, 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 vote. Oh, whoops. I can't. We can't vote, vote, vote. Hold on. I got to get rid of eight characters, TCC. I got to get rid of characters. Okay, there we go. There we go. All right, got rid of characters. <clears throat> All right. Oh, okay. Okay, there we go. Uh, for or against, TCC? For or against? You let me know. What do you want me to make the case for? Uh, what do you want me to make the case for or against Debo Samuel being paid $30 million a year? Uh, if you want me to make the case for why the Niners should do it, hit that for button. If you want it against, hit the against button. And would it be a fair trade, Brian Burns for Jimmy G? You said Jag. Uh, I mean, it's, you're getting close. You're getting close. You would like, ideally like a pick as well. Maybe it doesn't have to be a second round pick, but you want at least a pick back also for, for Burns. You want a burns and a pick for jimmy garoppolo and the reason is is because um you know brian birds adds brian birds adds depth in your rotation and is a guy that you could put opposite of nick bosa on some pass rushing down situation which is nice uh but you're talking about a quarterback here a quarterback that's going to immediately elevate the the panthers and make them a better football team need a little bit more value it needs a kicker let's just put it that way you got to sweeten the deal if you're the panthers Got to sweeten the deal. Pay him whatever he wants, uh, whatever he wants if he plays both sides of the ball, said Dude Man Bro Dog. Dude Man Bro Dog. What is up, Dude Man Bro Dog? You might have my new favorite uh, name. Just 
on the YouTubes. Congratulations. That's a huge honor. Just cut back here. Just give him give him some claps for dude man bro dog. Can we get can we get some clap emojis? Can we get some clap emojis in the chat right now? Can we can we do that? Matthew, why are you spamming my guy? Don't I'm gonna oh. Matthew, you you can't do you can't spam. Don't don't spam. Yeah, look at that. It just just like I didn't have to take care of it. Gary took care of it. Matthew, don't don't do that, man. You don't it wasn't necessary. You didn't you, one trade Devo was fine. You didn't need five of them, my guy. It's just 300 second timeout. It's just a 300 second timeout, Matt. It, you, you'll be back in no time. I promise. You'll be back in no time. Come on, bro. You're better than that. <laughs> let, uh, let play this year, then franchise tag him. I like that, Marvin. I really do like that. It's not a bad idea. If Devo was a strong safety, he would have caught the interception. The point would have gone to the Super Bowl. Don't do it to Jaquiski Tart, boys. Don't do that to the man. Don't do it to him. Don't do it to the man. Poor guy. It's not what you're worth. It's what you negotiate. Uh, Hugo is both, right? It's what you what you negotiate is usually what you end up, you know, what a team values you at. Um, guys are going to get paid what a team values and what they want to pay them. If they don't want to pay them, they're not going to pay it. Uh, if they if you're if you're an organization, and you're paying guys money that you don't want to pay them. Um, you're a, you're a losing organization. You're not you're not winning. Accumulate a fortune and draft capital if you trade Debo. Seed the team, says Frank. You do, you do. That was the argument I was making for right. For trading Debo is is you can address a lot of holes, a lot of talent you can draft, a lot of things you could do. There is a lot. Oh man, 23 votes, TCC. All right, give, come on. Get up to 30 votes. We need seven more votes. Seven more votes. I'll close the poll and then make the pitch. Actually, you know what? I don't even know seven votes is going to swing the tide. They just have to keep it there. They have to keep it there. Look, I'm going to let the poll run here a little bit, but I, I want to plug tomorrow, Monday. You don't want to miss Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, in which we have a new edition of 49ers War Room. That's right, TCC. 49ers War Room, episode two. Is going to be coming out tomorrow. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be live with two new guests and two people we've never had on the pod before. I, I guess I guess we should stop talking about it and teasing it and just introduce you to who these gentlemen are. The San Francisco 49ers select. There it is, TCC. Bashar from 49ers Minded and Aaron from 49ers First Take are going to be on with yours truly and Ant for 49ers War Room Episode 2, Episode Dose. Um, we're going to be having you guys vote on which of those gentlemen will start off the mock draft as the general manager. And then from there, we go. We're going to be making pitches for players. We're going to be making pitches for positions they need to be considering and they will be making the picks as the GM. At the end of the day, the GM will have final say, and we'll see how round two goes. Round one with John Chapman and Jason Apani, War Room episode one was absolutely fantastic. If you missed that, when we get done with this live stream, hop on over and check that out as well. Um, and you can give those guys some love also. John Chapman and Aponte was absolutely a, a blast and a lot of fun 
uh, having them on. But now we get to have two content creators that maybe Cutback Crew and maybe members of the Faithful aren't as familiar with. Uh, Bashar and 49ers First Take. 49ers First Take has been on YouTube doing stuff for a long time. He's been doing stuff for, for a handful of years. So we're, we're excited to be able to finally work with him. Excited to finally have Bashar on. We've been talking to Bashar for, for a while. And uh, I've actually had conversations with Bashar just individually. Like him and I have, have talked a, a little bit and talked about just YouTube itself and getting things set up and, and podcasts in general. Uh, so we're excited. We're excited to have both of these gentlemen on tomorrow night, Monday, 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 p.m. Eastern. Later start time. But it's going to be a blast. You're not going to want to miss it. Are you guys doing an aftermath show again? KMDR Collectibles. We are. I, I believe we are. I don't want to speak for Ant necessarily. Um, it's really just going to come down to what time we get done. Um, if we get done a little bit later, if it takes a couple of hours to get through and we get closer to about nine o'clock Pacific time, then I imagine we're going to have a little bit of a break and I'll probably do one by myself just because Ant's getting closer to having to work. Um, and if not, then if we get done within an hour, hour and a half or so, then maybe we'll hop on for like 30 minutes. I think we would both like to do an aftermath show. I think that's the plan is to do an aftermath show, but we kind of have to play it by ear. So if you're a channel member, uh, here on YouTube, you've hit that join button, right? And you hit the join button. You're a, a TCC channel member on YouTube. Then you'll know right? we'll post all the information we'll send you the link or if you're over on patreon if you support us on patreon you get that additional content over there then you also will get a notification to be able to join um any aftermaths after war room war room aftermath episodes that we do in which we talk with chat uh and also open up zoom so we open up zoom calls and we allow the tcc to come on the show and voice the things they liked and did not like from 49ers war room from the and from basically during aftermath come on and talk with the cutback crew and the channel members and our patrons about what they liked or did not like from the draft or maybe things they would have done differently so that's gonna be a lot of fun so make sure you're here tomorrow night for 49ers war room because you don't want to miss that with bashar and with a, a wonderful gentleman there in a, a 49ers first take aaron and then Wednesday as well, we're going to have another war room. So Wednesday, you're going to have another one of these as well, in which we talk about different things. So you're not, you're not going to want to miss that. You're really not. Uh, Matthew with the trade Debo, trade Debo, trade Debo. See, you're learning, Matthew. You're learning. So you yell at the mean ocean in one comment. That's better. That's, that's better. Good job, my guy. Proud of you. Uh, look, we're going to wrap this thing up right now in terms of the poll, not the actual cutback chat. No, no, we're not, we're not done yet. We're not done. We had a couple more topics. I, I said I wanted to do two more after this one anyway. Uh, so let's just see. It looks like it's 79% against. 79% against. What's the purpose of doing mock drafts if the team doesn't have the same picks? Like, what do you get out of it if you believe in certain players regardless of if we pick them? Um, it's more of just trying to get an idea of how the team may draft, right? what they may do, what they may, what they may look at. Um, also, uh, Baymac. Ant and I both, we kind of used mock drafts as a way to keep an eye out on what guys to be targeting. Like what guys to be looking at. Right? Who are the guys that are available in these spots? Who are the guys that went just before? Who are the guys that were going a little bit after? We pick. It's a great way to have an idea of, you know, how simulators and the formula and, and where guys are ranked, how it factors into what teams are doing and who guys are in spots, you know, plus 10 minus 10 from your pick that are going and where, right? Especially if you see a bunch of wide receivers going 10 spots before who are these wide receivers? Are they even worth the Niners looking at? 
Um, what Ant and I have found is uh, last year, a lot of the guys that, that Ant and I broke down for draft content were actually guys that the 49ers were targeting and were looking at. Um, you know, John Lynch came out post-draft and said they were targeting Walker Little and they were targeting Paulson Adebo. And these were two guys that we broke down extensively during our mock drafts that we did, as well as uh, our position breakdowns that we kept saying, these guys are scheme fits for San Francisco. These guys make the most sense for the 49ers to go after and target. And we would be shocked if the Niners weren't aggressive and went and got one of these guys. Um, we said that consistently. And so when day two ended and Ant and I uh, and Horace, all of us were sitting there with a really sour taste in our mouth after day two of the draft, because it felt like the Niners didn't do anything that they were trying to do. Um, when John Lynch came out in the press or post and said, yeah, day two was kind of a wash for us. Uh, we had a we had plan in mind. We had guys we were looking to get. We moved back to make sure that we were in a position to get that guy and then be able to trade up and get our other guy. And you know the Saints jumped in front of us and took Paulson to Debo. Uh, someone else, you know, a couple picks before the Niners were supposed to pick there, it took Walker Little, and they didn't get either guy. It was like, oh, okay, cool. Those were two guys that we were we were right on. Um, you know what we're trying to do on the channel, not so much be right about draft picks, so much as trying to get a look and understanding of the types of players the 49ers are going after. Um, and that's why you'll hear Ant and I have different feelings and, you know, about different players. Uh, you know, I, I've talked extensively, not extensively, but I have talked. And if you were, if you're a channel member and you, uh, you got to see uh, the, the cutback check the other day with Ant, myself and the Horst, then, you know, you, you heard Horst on the cutback chat or the, excuse me, the members only talking about how much he liked Justin Ross at Clemson, who's the guy I like as well. Um, the problem with Justin Ross, he's been injured to heck and back. And for Ant, it's a no. It's an automatic no for him because of the injuries and the types of injuries that he sustained. And for me, it's it's more of a yes in the right spot because I, I still think he has the potential to get back to what he was before. And the guy he was before the injuries was the type of wide receiver that I think the Niners would be targeting in terms of the skill sets and the things that he could do with the ball in his hands, his route running, how he gets open, um, his ability to run after the catch, stretch the field vertically, the size he has, all of those things make it seem like Justin Ross would be the guy, but he's got to get healthy. Um, so if you're the Niners and you can take him, take this a guy like that in, in the late sixth, you know, seventh round, then I could see the Niners pulling the trigger on that. And Ant is thinking no, because he doesn't see those traits from him now, like now currently, right? He doesn't see those things from him now. So that's why we do as many mock drafts and, and talk about as many of these guys as possible is because we're trying to get a feel for who these guys, the guys, who the guys are that the Niners are targeting. Um, because as fans, you want to have a good idea of, the new players that they're bringing in. And there's no way you're going to be able to break down all the players in the draft. You just can't do it. There's too many names, right? There's you know, it'd be five, 600 guys who are possible every single year um, that, that could come into San Francisco, whether that's drafting or unrestricted free agents. So you're just trying to hit on as many guys as possible. So you have an idea of who these guys are, their skill sets and what they can bring to the table once they get here. Uh, because last year we kept hearing how Aaron Banks was going to come in and start day one over Daniel Brunskill. And, and I kept saying, no, it's just not going to happen. Like, it's not going to happen. It just didn't feel like it. Um, I was steadfast that it was going to be Daniel Brunskill's job the whole year, and Ant thought there was a chance at the end of the season we could see Aaron Banks starting to slide into and, and pushing Daniel Brunskill for that starting job. Um, and it just didn't work out that way. So, should the 49ers pay Debo Samuel $30 million a year? Do you want the Alex to make the pitch for or against TCC? 79% of you said against. Against $29 million a year? Okay, fine. Against $29 million a year. Debo Samuel. Listen. You're a cornerstone of this franchise. You're huge. 
I mean, talk about a guy who there is no one on this roster that is more important to the success of this team than you. You're, you're the identity of the offense at the moment. The, the, the hard running style. The vision. Break arm tackles. Turn nothing into something. Teams respect you so much, we can toss you the ball and you can throw touchdowns as well. On top of the fact that we can throw you a screen pass and you can make five guys miss and take it to the house. On top of the fact that when a guy plays too physical and, and up and contests with you in space, you can take the top off on the defense. We saw that against the Bears. You are so important to this team, Debo. So important. We don't want to see you anywhere but in San Francisco. You've had one 1,000-yard season, man. One. As, as, my, as, as a, fa a fan favorite of ours, Nick Newman, has said, he had one good year. Just one good year. That's it. Only one. One good year. That, that no other good years. We can't pay you $30 million, Debo. You know that. Right? You know that. I know what you want. You don't want 30. You want 25. You want in the middle. You want us to come down just a little. You want us to meet you halfway. Because we'd ideally just love to pay you 20. Because you've only had one good year. But that's not realistic of us either. Okay? So the, the, the pitch here isn't, isn't so much that we shouldn't pay you 30 or that we can't pay you 30. Because we could do both of those things. It's that you haven't earned 30. Demo, you haven't earned 30 million. It's not what's happening. You haven't earned 30. You put together the type of year that makes me think about paying you 30, but that I'm not actually paying you 34. If you do this again, well, then you're right. You're getting paid $30 million, my guy. But there's just one problem, Debo. You know this. I know this. You're a wide back, but you're not going to be a wide back who carries the ball as much as you did this season. You're never going to get close to 500 yards again rushing in a season. Un unless you're rushing for, you know, 100 yards a game in, in five or six games on like two carries, three carries. You don't have that kind of speed. So look, let's just call this what it is, right? 30 million is you playing hardball. 20 is me playing hardball. 25 is where we should be. Let's get it done at 22. Let's get it done at 22 with escalators to push it to 28, right? If you rush for 500 yards again, we'll pay you 28 million a year. You have 1,500 yards receiving on top of that, we'll pay you an additional two and you can make 30 million. Let's build in incentives. Let's get that base number at 22. With things like roster bonuses and, you know, games played bonuses and, and stuff like that. A workout bonus. That gets that number closer to 25. And we'll, we'll call it a day. All right, I'll just get this done. Okay, that's the case. That's the pitch, right? That's the case for Debo Samuel not making 30 million. He's done it once. He's only done it one time. He's not going to have the opportunity to do it again. The Niners are not going to build their team in a way that forces Debo Samuel to do what he just did again. You can't. You can't do it. Unless, of course, you can do it. And then in that case, Debo Samuel ain't getting a big contract at all. They're going to franchise tag him twice and then let him walk in free, walk in free agency. That could happen. If the Niners are viewing this as a thing as Debo is going to be too expensive, like in terms of how we want to use him, we want to keep running him the way we have. We want to use him the same. Then Debo Samuel, you're not paying him 30, not because he's not worth it, but because he 
you can't. You you physically can't do it. You're running him into the ground, right? He's not going to have the longevity to be able to do it. Man, you're crazy. Trade him. Get all you can while he's on top, said Foy Daniels. Interesting. Interesting. Foy, who do you replace him with? Who do you replace him with? Who is the guy that you draft to replace Debo Samuel that does what he does? How do you change the offensive identity without Debo on the field? Who's taking his carries and does the things that he did this last season? It sounds great on paper, right? Sounds great on paper until you have to try and replace what he brings to the table, and you can't, you can't replace that. That's why I've been such a big proponent of not trading Debo Samuel. That's why. Exactly, you can't replace him, Bomber. You're right. You can't. Uh, you can't replace him. You could try. But that's a big risk to take. And do we or do we not have a young quarterback who needs help? Like, I think Trey's ceiling is the, the roof, right? I think it's, I think sky's the limit. I, I think it's, ooh, man, almost unfathomable at this point in time. But don't we all think that Trey Lance is going to have a much better time if Debo Samuel's on the roster? It's true. Uh, Jerry Serta, we shouldn't ever pay a wide receiver. We, there are plenty of wide receivers in the draft. You're right, except Debo Samuel's not a wide receiver. He's a wide back. So maybe that's the case to not pay him even more, in which case that would be the against, right? The against case is he's a hybrid. He's a wide receiver running back. You know, he, those guys, the lifespan's low. Draft Traylon Burks with one of those first. Done. You, no. Freak, no. Traylon Burks is not Debo Samuel. Traylon Burks does not run after the catch like Debo Samuel. Good night, Lou. See you, buddy. Good to, good to see you, man. Uh, Traylon Burks is not Debo Samuel. I, I, I cackled, cackled laughing during the draft combine when they were talking about Traylon Burks and said, oh, he ran the 4-5. He basically ran Debo's 40. He's Debo Samuel. It's like, have you guys watched this film? Traylon Burks is not Debo Samuel. Traylon Burks does not have the vision Debo Samuel has. Traylon Burks does not have the ability to shift and change directions the way Debo has. Traylon Burks is just a big body who breaks some tackles because he's big, not because he runs physical. He's a guy who likes to get to the outside and try and beat guys down the sideline, even though he doesn't have breakaway speed at the professional level. I'm not that high on Traylon Burks. I like Traylon Burks as a player. Where he's going to go in this draft, not as much of a fan. Second round, I would love Traylon Burks. First round, top 15, top 20, not so much. Not so much. Get Isaiah Likely, Thornton, and Pierre Strong. There you go. That doesn't replace Debo, though. Isaiah Likely is a tight end who doesn't do the same thing Debo's do, Debo does, who is a liability as a, pass, as, a, as a run blocker. Excuse me. Pierre Strong is more Raheem Mostert than he is Debo Samuel. He's basically, he's be a, uh, he'd be a Raheem Mostert replacement, not a Debo. There isn't a Debo Samuel. Like, you can't draft him. That guy doesn't exist. He doesn't exist. He really doesn't. Seen any film on Samari Torre, wide receiver from Nebraska? I've watched a little bit of Torre. I've watched a little bit of Torre from Nebraska. A little bit. A little bit power fitness. A little bit. Not enough to be like one way or the other on it. HR said get Alec Pierce and Shakir. Um, 
I, I like both of those wide receivers. I actually love both of those wide receivers. If there was a way for the 49ers to get Alec Pierce, I'd be happy. And Shakir is 100% in the wheelhouse. Uh, but, but that doesn't replace Debo Samuel. Shakir can do some great things running after the catch, but not the way Debo does. It's not the same. It's, it's really not. It truly is not. Uh, for this argument, uh, <laughs> for this argument though, you're trading Debo for multiple picks, so you're replacing with multiple players. At Eric, you're right. Multiple players that teams can prepare for, right? That have a designated specific role that you know what's coming when they're on the field, like you know what to expect from said guy. When Debo is on the field, it's everything. Everything is a possibility. He could line up in the backfield and run the football. He could line up in the backfield motion out and run a route he could line up in the backfield motion out then run a fly sweep he could start out wide move into the slot and then run around he could start inside move into the slot and run a reverse he could start on outside motion across a formation shift into the backfield then run the football he could do all of those things i just said shift into the backfield and then run a route out of the backfield debo samuel is completely dynamic in the way you could use him <clears throat> it's too hard to predict. And this is the thing, right? Teams right now can't put their number one corner on Debo. You can't do it because you can go on go out in a formation with five wide receivers or excuse me, four wide, uh, excuse me, three wide receivers, a tight end in George Kittle and a fullback in Kyle Yushek can go empty an empty set with Trey Lance, five wide. Put your number one corner on Debo Samuel and then shift into a formation in which George Kittle is out wide one-on-one -on -one with their number one corner, Kyle Yushik and Debo in the backfield, them in a nickel or a dime package, and you running the ball down their throat. You can't do that with any of the other guys in this trap. There's not another wide receiver who immediately allows you to, the ability to do that. Kyle Shanahan in that draft, he took Debo Samuel and Jalen Hurts swung for the fences. He swung for the fences on a complete shift in offensive philosophy, being able to, to run personnel groupings and packages that were going to put teams into defensive personnel groupings that would be absolute nightmares if you shifted Jalen Hurd or Debo Samuel into the backfield. He hit on one of those two guys because the other one can't stay healthy. And until that other guy becomes available, until that guy exists, that he can move into the backfield and put out wide until that guy's there. Debo's not going anywhere. He's just not. He's also probably not going to make $30 million, which is an easy pitch to make because he's only done it once, but he can easily make 25 and they can easily guarantee, you know, put a base salary at like 22 to 20 million with escalators that take that thing up to 28 and guarantee, you know, his money in the first three years of his contract. That is easily all doable. <clears throat> All doable indeed. Well, let's see here. Uh, Riddy here. Riddy, good to see you, my guy. All teams and coaches are looking for the next Debo all the way down to Pop Warner, uh, but the marketing and moves from social media is not professional. Look, I don't know what moves he's done that are unprofessional. He's already come out and stated long before he took the Niners down, his Niner picture off of social media. Like, he already came out and said, that not everything that I post on social media has anything to do with football or the 49ers or my situation. He, he's already come out and said that. It's all conjecture. It's all people assuming things. Right? Like, I was a head coach for a high school for a very long time. 
There are a lot of the kids that I coached at said high school at Ben Holt that are still there. They still play there. I recently have taken down all of my old pictures off of Twitter from me coaching at that school. It's not because I'm mad at Ben Holt. It's because I'm no longer there. I'm no longer doing things for them. There are other things that I want to promote in my life, and those things are up. Has nothing to do with me not being there anymore. Has nothing to do with me not wanting to be there more. Has everything to do with there are other things going on that I want to focus on. Not my past coaching. Debo taking down a 49ers picture, him in a 49ers jersey, doesn't mean anything. It's just him taking down a picture. And if you want to make that, if you want to, if you want to read into that, that's on you, right? The individual, the individual who's reading into it, that's on you. It's on you. Here's a question for you, cutback crew. And here's a question for you, Riddy. Here's one for you. If Debo Samuel gets a contract extension with the 49ers and then doesn't put up any of those pictures again, and leaves a black profile picture. What then? Does that mean that he doesn't really want to be in San Francisco? And that he just signed the contract because they gave him what he wanted? Or does that mean that it was nothing all along? And that everyone overreacted at the time? Food for thought. It's just food for thought. Things that happen on social media are on social media for a reason. There's a, there's a reason they happen on social media and not in real life. Social media is not the real world, right? It's not, it's not the real world. It's just a place where people can easily talk and communicate and anyone can say what they want to say. That's it. That's all it is. So there it is. I mean, that, that, that's what it is at the end of the day. That's all it is at the end of the day. Um, it's, just, it's just an avenue to express yourself or in potentially in Debo Samuel's case and, in Debo Samuel's case, and what I believe is he's just trolling. He's messing with Grant Cohn. He's messing with, uh, that's the guy, right? Cutback crew, I'm right. Am I right? TCZ, Grant, Grant Cohn. Is that the guy he's messing with? That's the one you guys keep telling me about. I can't remember who he is, but you, you guys said Grant Cohn, correct? I hope I got that name right. C-O-N-E? C-O-N-E chat? Cone with like a, like a cone. It's like an orange cone. Hopefully. Hopefully I got his name right. Um, he's messing with that guy because I hear that apparently they don't like each other and apparently Debo blocked him or something. I don't know. I, I've heard I've heard stuff about that. I can't remember because, you know, the head injury, it hurts really. It's throbbing again. Every time we say cone, it throbs. It's crazy. Uh, we recoup the draft capital that was expended acquiring our franchise quarterback. Kyle uh, will not want to invest that much in a position that he has traditionally shown great skill managing wide receiver Kyle Shanahan, but Kyle also has high expectations for receivers. It's a position he's hardest on. And Debo Samuel has kind of knocked it out of the park in that category. So there's also that, Frank. Can't forget that. <laughs> Means we better get that ring. No elephant in the room. Uh, Diva, and he stays healthy, putting up those numbers like he did. Sure. Why the salt, LOL? What salt? The, I'm Bay Mac, what salt? What salt are you referring to? Bay, I'm confused. You gotta, you gotta have to explain this to me, my guy. Explain what you mean, man. Explain. Uh, yeah, maybe Kyle can play wide receiver. Debo ain't going anywhere. Bay Mac, I don't know if you know. I hit my head the other day. I'm having like some short-term memory loss, so I can't. Re I'm not recalling 
everything. Like there's some things that are like ingrained and there's some things that are like fuzzy. So chat had earlier had mentioned Grant Cone. And I don't like I can't remember. I just can't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you missed that or not. I just I can't I can't recall. Uh, we already know John can play safety. <laughs> Eric, those those playing days might be behind him, my guy. No locker room drama and divide, said Riddy. No locker room drama and divide. So I'm assuming, Riddy, you were all for for the case I made earlier that the cutback crew made me do about cutting Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm assuming that's what that is, right? Uh, Consult and be transparent. Do you guys feel like you're you're better than Grant? I personally am not afraid uh, to say who's better. Uh, I I dude, I'm I'm. I don't know enough about this cone guy. I really legitimately can't remember. And I, I smashed my head. Like legitimate short-term memory loss on some things. Like legitimate. I don't. I can't help you. I can't help you on that. Um, but apparently he's a content creator. So here's what I can say. We're working with a bunch of content creators right now. Um, we're not better than anybody. That's not, that's not something that we are. We're not better than anyone that's out there doing this. Um, we're in the same boat as all these other guys. Um, you know, we're, we're doing our thing. We're trying to, to entertain. We're trying to bring you all information and, and discuss this team in a way that helps people kind of understand why they make the moves that they make and understand why they're doing what they're doing. Um, there's no salt with anyone. We appreciate everybody that we've worked with. We appreciate everyone that we're going to be continuing working with. And, you know, Monday we got Bashar coming on and Aaron from 49ers First Takes. And we also got um, Wednesday two more content creators who've never been on the show before who are going to be making their appearances in their, in their first time coming on to the podcast. So, I mean, we, we absolutely love working with everybody. Um, and we're continuing to reach out to a lot of different people, a lot of different content creators. Um, we've reached out to Grant. We have reached out to Lombardi. We have reached out to Brad from SF Niners. Um, we've reached out to a lot of people. Um, and we're still working on days and times for more war rooms for the rest of this offseason um, to try and to get people on and continue, continue to bring the cutback crew more and more perspectives uh, other than our own. Because at the end of the day, uh, the way Ant and I are looking at things is just one lens, right? It's one lens that has some similarities. It shares some things that we see the same, um, but also has some differences. Um, him and I come from more of a coaching background. Um, that's that's where, you know, our lens on the game of football is, is kind of based and centered on is coaching. And other guys may be a fan perspective. Um, it may be a playing perspective. I know Brad, in Brad's case, a guy who played at a high level football, um, it's it's more of a player perspective than anything else. Um, so there's a lot of ways to look at this. There's a lot of ways to look at this team. There's a lot of ways to break down football. So, I mean, Bay and all of the TCC, we're just, we're just trying to give you guys as many points of view as we possibly can. So, no, there's no salt. There's no salt with anybody. Um, but legitimately, I'm not going to lie to you, legitimately, short-term memory loss. That's what's going on, man. <laughs> I swear. I swear it's just it's just short-term memory loss. Uh, look, I, I, this is the best channel for 40 hours football on YouTube. Hey, Power Fitness, man, we appreciate that, my guy. Uh, uh, I appreciate that. And Frank, I appreciate that as well. Um, I, I do appreciate you guys saying that. Um, we have been able to do what we do on this channel and continue guys, bringing you guys the content that we have because of how you guys feel about us, how much you guys support us, and what you guys do for this community what you do for us individually, what you do for, you know, the other people who are in chat, um, everyone who watches these shows, whether it's here, whether it's on traditional podcast platforms, like we're, Ant and I are able to do what we do because of you guys. Like, that's just the truth. That's just the reality. And the more this thing grows, the more we're going to be able to do. 
Um, and we're extremely appreciative of that. And you know, the, ain't nobody is gonna prevent nobody is gonna prevent us from continuing to grow. Like we we are the we are the reason we have put the time in and invested, and you guys are the reason that we're allowed to do that, right? Like we're gonna keep doing the things that we've been doing, and we're gonna keep trying new things and pushing the boundaries. And you guys are going to let us know when we hit something out of the park and when, or when something flops, right? When something's absolutely horrible. Hey, yo, guys, that was hot garbage. I'm out of here. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. And we're going to know. That's the nice thing about this community because we have this open line of communication with all of you. Like, we know when stuff's working and we know when stuff's not. And we're going to keep doing that because we want your feedback. At the end of the day, this is, it, you know, as much as I, as much as Ant and I are coming from a coach's perspective, we're fans also. And we don't know everything. We truly don't know everything. So we're just going to keep grinding and doing what we've been doing. And, you know, things are going to, some things are going to work. Some things aren't. Um, but no, there's, there ain't no salt, man. There's just a lot of throbbing right back here. It's just, it was a, it was a hard smack, Baymac. I swear. It, it, Megan, you can ask Megan. Doctor said short term, short term itis. I don't know what the, I don't know what the word. I can't even remember. It was like a day and a half ago. It's crazy. Oh, Alex, if you, if you start getting headaches, you should go to the doctor. Said Eric. I already have. He said I'm fine. Nothing too like crazy to be worried about. But you know, got it. Just got to monitor it. Just got to monitor it. Alex, guys have done a great job of uh, always being level headed with uh, great content. Got to go, everybody. Stay blessed. Jag with the five dollar super chat. Oh yeah, Jag. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate that five dollar super chat, my guy. Appreciate it. Short term memory loss. <laughs> As the chendles of the dusky smoke trail away. What are we talking about? Oh yeah, forty matters. Hey, that's the nice thing, right? When when the memory fuzzes, I'm like, oh wait, am I am I in the right spot? What are we doing? Right now? Oh, forty matters cutback podcast. Hey, no, I'm, I'm, it's fine. It's fine. If Kyle and John, if Kyle and John did their jobs. Grant wouldn't be as big, so I can't blame Grant for taking advantage. I, we've said we have said this before about different content creators. It's like you know, hey, you, everyone has their own lane, right? They have their own way of of looking at things, and they have their criticisms. Everyone's gonna feel whatever way they want. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we're just gonna try and look at uh, look at what the Niners have done, where they were, where they currently are, and make the most out of a bad situation or a good situation, whatever it is. I don't know. I keep those super chats coming so he can buy a helmet. Eric, you are not, I might need one. I might need one. I might need one after this, man. My goodness gracious almighty. All right, hey, look, let, let's get to, we get to one more. We, I rambled a little bit. I, I rambled. Okay, I took some time away from the TCC. I apologize. That's, that's, on, that's on me. That's on me, TCC. Uh, what do you want... What do you want uh, Alex to make the case for next? What do you want me to make the case for for next, Cutback Crew? What do you want me to make the case for next? Uh, let's see here. We'll, we'll go with some different options. Uh, we'll, go, we'll go with different options. Uh, wide receiver at pick 61. Edge at pick 61. <laughs> Let's go uh, interior O-line at pick 61. Or I'll throw you a spicy one, cutback crew. I'll throw you a spicy one, cutback crew. Trade back at pick 61. Ooh. Ooh. 
Ooh, there's some good ones. Ooh, there's some good ones. I like those. So what do you want me to make the case for? Not against, for next. Wide receiver at pick 61, edge at pick 61, interior O-line at pick 61, or trading back at 61. Some of you may be going, I don't want you to trade back at 61. I get that you may not want that. Do you want to hear an argument for a trade back at 61? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Make sure you vote right now. Trade up from 61 for Christian Watson said Eric Dane. Eric Dane, I don't disagree with you. I, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of guys. <clears throat> there's a couple of names. And at 61, if I could trade up from 61, 10 spots in order to get them, Arnold Epichetti, Christian Watson, Alec Pierce, I'd do it in a heartbeat. I don't think many people would want that. No, I said trade back. I said trade back, Paul. Trade back. Because I think every 49ers fan wants the 49ers to trade up, and that's an easy one for me to make an argument for. Remember, make the cases. We want to put me in an awkward spot. Put, put, me, in an awkward, put me in an awkward place. You want to see me make a case for something that's just ridiculous, right? You don't want to make me... Don't make me make the case for, for Edge at 61. That's easy. That's easy. Wide receiver at pick 61? Look, none of you even voted. There's 12 votes right now in the chat. None of you have voted. You don't want to hear that. That's easy. That's easy. You know what's hard to make a case for? Interior O-line at pick 61. Trading back at pick 61. Or, I mean, there's also edge at pick 61. I mean, that's tough, too. Running back would be tough, HR. Uh, that, that might end the show. <laughs> that might end the show. Running back at pick 61 would, would end the show. It's just, that's cringe, right? It's cringe. These choices aren't realistic. Kyle and John want guards that don't fit the system or players they went to school with said payback. <laughs> Can anyone make sense of the Aaron Banks pick? Anybody? I'm telling you, dude, they wanted Walker Little last year, Bayback. That's what they wanted. They wanted Walker Little, and a guy who played tackle who could have easily flipped inside to guard and could have been sitting there at right tackle waiting to take over for Mike McGlinchey if the time came. David Sanchez, punter or kicker at 61? I can't make that case. I can't make that case. What I could do, though, is make a case for Matt Ariaza in the fifth round. I can make that case for you. I can make that case for you. I'll make that case all day, by the way. This is why, well, this is why mocks don't make sense. <laughs> I love it, man. Interior line at, six, at pick 61 might just be the best option. Even if Matt comes back, this, this will be his last season. He's still under contract for one more, so maybe not. Maybe not. What do you think they are going to do about right tackle? Well... Bomber? I don't know. Um, the Niners have shown they'll make draft day trades. They have shown that the last few years. So when we get a little bit closer to the draft, they might have a better idea of where McGlinchey is and what his health is and how healthy he's going to be and make a decision. Or they feel Jalen Moore is a good option for two to three games if they think Mike McGlinchey needs some time. I don't know. In this draft, it just feels like uh, Marcus Jones is the one defensive player that will make major contributions this year. They think he will be gone by 93. I don't. I think he'll be available at 93. I think he'll be there at 93. I think Marcus Jones will be there at 93, and I think that's a good spot for him. 93 or 105 would be a great spot if he fell there. It's a steal at 93 or 105. I'll take interior alignment that has injury issues, please, said Bay Mac. Hey, I get it, man. I get it. Oh, we got two of them right now. 
right, cut back through. Come on, five more votes. We have 41 people watching. We got 20 votes right now. Give me five more. Let's get to 25. Elijah Mitchell votes here. Get, get the number to Elijah Mitchell number of votes, and then we'll close the poll out because we're, we're tied currently. 32% for edge, 32% for trade back at 61. 32% each. I have a feeling we'll trade Jimmy G right before the draft for even more picks. I don't know about right before. During or maybe day two makes the most sense. If a team misses day one on the quarterback that they wanted, uh, then it would make the most sense. I don't know if the day before, unless a team gets jumped the day before and is like, oh crap, we're not going to get our quarterback. Hey, 49ers, Kyle Shanahan. How you doing, John? Mr. Lynch, how you, how you been? Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes. Yes. Two seconds. Yes. Let's get it done, my guy. Why may Max so Kinlaw can have company on the IR? That's great. <laughs> Let's vote, please, says Harold. Please, he says, please. All right, here we go. We're, we're closing this thing out. I'm just going to close this thing out. We got to 21 votes. We picked up two additional votes. Oh, so close. TCC, so close. What do you want Alex to make the case for next TCC? Edge at pick 60, 61 got 34%. Trade back at pick 61 made 30%. So we're going to go with edge at pick 64. 61, excuse me. We're going to go edge. So I'm going to make the case for an edge rusher at pick 61. Here it is, TCC. This is really simple. There actually is no other, other choice. There's no other option. There's nothing else for San Francisco to do. You can feel whatever way you want about the offensive line. The San Francisco 49ers currently have 13 guys under contract at the O-line. You have 13. The top tier offensive linemen, they're going to be gone by the time you get to 61. They're going to be gone within the top 35, 40 picks. Not likely that you're going to move up that far or be able to move up that far and not give up, you know, a plethora of picks. You know, you're going to have to Mike Dicka this draft in order to get to 40 to get an offensive lineman. That's worth his lick and salt to start off the year. Like, it, yeah, it's just not not viable there. Doesn't make sense. You can get some guys who have high upside that could push Banks and and Brunt skill and other things like that. And there's some developmental guys you can pick up in the third round, maybe even the fourth round that make more sense. Now, see, at pick sixty one, guys, you want impact. You want someone who's going to uh, jump off the screen. It's going to uh, fundamentally change the way your defense plays and gets after the quarterback. There's a tons of there's tons of wide receiver talent that Kyle Shanahan is going to be able to explode, explode onto the scene for the 49ers in year one at pick 105. After pick 105 as well. Certain certain gentleman named Danny Gray just came into the building for the San Francisco 49ers that's projected to go in the, in the 180s, not even in the top 150, that would absolutely light up the scene for the San Francisco 49ers. See, no, 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 no. You don't need this. Trey's got weapons offensively. They got offensive line pieces they believe in. Nick Bosa needs a dynamic duo terror opposite of him on pass rushdowns. And you know what? There's going to be guys at 61. And even if there's not guys at 61, there's guys going to be available at 50. 10, 11 spots up. The Niners could trade up, give up a couple of picks, and make sure they get themselves a bona fide stud. A bona fide stud that's explosive off the edge, can bend the corner, has got a nasty rip move. Fires off the ball, lightning quick first step, Nick Benito. Arnold Abichetti. Boy Mafi. 
Those sound good to you? Drake Jackson is available. We'll be in, the, in that spot as well. Not as big on Drake Jackson, but Horst is. I did that for the Horst. You're welcome, Horsty. You're welcome, my guy. There's going to be impactful edge rushers. There's going to be guys who could come in day one and start. And there's even guys like David Ajabu. who may not be able to start right away, but I'll tell you what. He could fall to 61, and you can get yourself Nick Bosa's running mate for the next four to five years on a rookie pay scale contract in the second round. First round talent. Possibly top 15, top 20 talent. At pick 61. Edge rusher is the only way to go, TCC. There's no other way. You can't. You can't make a case for anything else. You can't do it. You can't do it. Receiver? Christian Watson. It's great. The speed's great. Tyquan Thornton runs faster than that. You can, you can get him. Get him later. Danny Gray ran a 4.39. You can get him pick 180. There are fast wide receivers. There are fast wide receivers in this draft. You don't got to get those guys there. Christian Watson would be nice. Christian Watson is going to probably go to the top 30, top 40 picks. You have to give up a lot of capital to make that work. No, 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 no. You don't want that. You want to give up some capital, not a lot of capital, some capital, and get yourself Nick Bosa's running mate. Nick Benito, Epichetti, Boy Mafi, David Ajabu. One of those four gentlemen, bring them home. And if you do, and the name's not Ajabu anyway, because we don't know if he's going to be available this year, but if you get one of the other gentlemen, are you going to tell me the Niners can't get one more sack, one more pressure, one more hit on Matt Stafford? Prevent them from getting an additional touchdown or three extra points and walk away, the NFC champions, and walk away with Super Bowl crowd number six? Tell me they can't. Their O-line is hot garbage right now. Rams O-line is hurting. Secondary, hurting. Hurting. They don't have a pass rush either. You want to go edge rusher. You don't want the Rams to be able to have a pick. You don't want a guy falling to the Rams. You don't want that. Gobble up the edge rushers. Leave Aaron Donald on an island all by himself where he's getting constantly double teamed or getting owned by his daddy, Daniel Brunskill. Either one of those things is fine, but preferably the daddy Brunskill continuing the meme because the meme is glorious. Daddy Brunskill meme is my favorite thing that's come out of the San Francisco 49ers and Rams rivalry in the last few years, other than Devo Samuel also being their daddies. Uh, and yeah, so far, I'm becoming Levi South. Those things are great, but Danny Brunskill is personally my favorite. Uh, Amari Barrow on the other side of Bosa. Uh, maybe. He's very fast. He's not as cleaned or polished of an edge rusher, though. And he's going to be going much later in drafts. He's kind of a hybrid. He's a tweener. He probably is better fit as a linebacker. Can rush off the edge. He's got the speed. But I don't know. I don't know. Eric Dan, uh, like Staley was uh, silent before the draft, Alex Mack has been quiet. Uh, Alex Mack has been quiet, but he also put out videos of him working out. Staley never did that. Staley never did that. Alex Mack's saying that because he got married. He's getting ready to start a family. Like, he's only got a few years left. Mack's, Mack's got a few years left. At most one... Oh, excuse me, at the least one, at most two. He's not playing after his contract ends, though. It's just not going to do it. 
Cameron Thomas will fall uh, in their lap. Uh, Cameron Thomas from, from San Diego State, that's eh, not a bad one either. Don't you think that was a dumb move by the Rams signing Wagner over an edge rusher? Personally, Bomber, yes, I think it was silly. Personally, I think it was silly. However, their linebacker play was atrocious, and they didn't extend TJ Reader, meaning their linebacker play was about to be it was about to go from bad to even worse, and now it went from worse to pretty good. It's not great, but it's but it's pretty good. It's definitely better than last year. They did plug a hole. The problem is they plugged one hole and left the gaping holes in other places. Uh, but that's what happens when you're trying to build a championship team. Sometimes you change the formula to try and build it slightly differently because you can't pay everything that you want to pay. Like It's not just about the value, but also the depth in the draft. It's much deeper at safety, wide receiver, edge, center. Uh, set, uh, 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 wide receiver and edge. Center isn't as deep, so invest in that early, says Eric Dane. Uh, well, yeah, and I think you can. Right, this is why I'm making the case for edge. You can invest in O-line early. I pick 93. You can trade up from 93. Probably five, six spots. You can trade up from 61 and trade up from 93 and get yourself potentially the second best center prospect in this draft than Alec Lindstrom. Or reach on Cam Jurgens at 93. I'd be fine with that. You could reach on Cam Jurgens and make sure you get yourself a top flight edge rusher opposite of Nick Bosa. Get your closer opposite of Nick Bosa. Because that that's what the Niners need. That's what Nick Bosa needs on pass right now. He needs a closer. And maybe it's Charles Aminahue. Maybe. Or it could just be one of these guys in the draft. Could just be that. Could just be that. Let me know. Let me know, Cutback Crew. Let me know if you like the case. If you like the case, leave a W right now. If you hated the case for why, why the Niners needed to do it, leave me a big fat F in the chat. Let me know. I want to hear from you. Uh, gaping holes. Uh, gaping holes in the Rams. Blah, ha, ha. Good times. Good times. It's true. It's it's true. Uh, Leonard Floyd is overrated. It's the bomber team. Had his best years with with uh, the Rams, not anywhere else. That's almost like when he put him next to Aaron Donald, he's really good. Um, that's why it, now we're kind of high on Leonard Floyd. There's speed there. Um, if you put him next across from or opposite of Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead on the same D line, can he not replicate and do the same things? We're hoping. We're hoping. Uh, you're not wrong about your logic, but you're wrong on how logical this front office is. Fair, Baymac. Fair. 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 I'm glad to... Uh, uh, thank you for keeping it straight with the right nut, by the way. I appreciate that. How the heck do the Rams get ex uh, three extra draft picks? Compensatory. I forgot the spelling. Uh, yeah, it's compensatory. Letting guys walk in, in free agency. That's what it is. Uh, yeah, it's a logical question. Uh, a logical argument. They had a dominant defensive line in 2019 and almost won the Super Bowl. Um, and, and now you've you've changed the quarterback position, right? Change the quarterback position. Your wide receiver room is better now than it was in 2019. Like there are improvements everywhere for this team. So if you can keep the D line the exact same or get it close to the same as it was in 2019, then you're walking away with the Super Bowl, right? Your secondary is going to be better this year. Wide receiver room is better this year. Right now, the running back room is kind of in limbo. We don't really know, but you can draft some guys and still sign some players. Philip Lindsay's still available. If we go back to an earlier make the case and you cut Jimmy Garoppolo, you could sign Philip Lindsay. Running back room looks a little bit better then, huh? I think so, personally. Great pass rush also means the secondary doesn't have to cover as long. Not wrong, Eric. If they literally did best available from here on out, we're set, said Baymac. I mean, they don't really have... I don't truly believe the Niners going into this draft have anything specific they have to do. It's all luxury this year. 
It's luxury. I know people may not want to hear that because they may not like the O-line situation, but the Niners do. I think they do like their O-line. I think the coaching staff likes their O-line. I think they like the pieces they have. I think they like what they've seen development-wise from these guys. And so because of that, they're they're ready to roll. They're, they're ready to roll. And we can feel whatever we want to feel about that. Um, but I think they're going into this draft right now with luxury picks. Every guy that they select has a chance to exponentially improve the roster. And because, because of that, I want the Niners picking five guys in the top 150 and calling it a day. That's what I want. I want top 150 picks or we don't draft them. There's no reason for it. Absolutely no reason for it. We went from being undefeated in the Super Bowl to losing two in a row. This trend has to stop, says Bobo. Um, we're pretty fortunate, though. We're, we're pretty fortunate that that was the case. Never losing a Super Bowl is not something the teams do. To as many and for as many as we had been to, I mean, there was a time where the Niners were the cream of the crop in terms of at the top of the top of the list of teams that had won Super Bowls. All right, don't forget that the Pats went on a nice run and a nice streak and then lost two. They lost two. They lost they lost two Super Bowls, and then got themselves right back on top of the mountain. Sometimes you got to falter to understand what it takes to, to get to the top and stay at the top. Sometimes you have to climb and make that trek uh, and, and fall off before you, you understand what it's, what it's going to take and the sacrifices necessary from everybody, not just players, coaches, front offices, owners, uh, what kind of sacrifices are needed to get to the top and then to stay at the top. You don't always just, you know, make a slow climb up and then get there. Uh, sometimes it takes a while. It, it can takes a little bit exit the conversation everyone keep up the great energy we appreciate that harold so if there are luxury picks uh, just be practical and pick the players who who's oh who's more unlikely to bust then uh i mean if it were that simple baymac everyone would do it unfortunately every team makes picks and every team misses on picks they hit and they miss that's every team in the league there are plenty of round three edges like sanders and d'angelo the problem is hr those guys aren't going to be day one ready and i don't know if those guys are necessarily better than some of the names they have on their roster I don't know if D'Angelo Malone and Majai Sanders are better than Charles Amenehu or Jordan Willis. I don't know. If the Niners go out and sign Kamiko Ture, too, I don't know if they're better than that. That's a second. That's a former second-round pick who's 26 years old. Who had five and a half sacks last year, playing for the for the Colts. Five and a half sacks in his rookie campaign, playing for the for the Eagles, I believe is who it was. I, I don't know if those guys are better. I have less questions about the gentleman I named already. Nick Benito, that's a, that's a top-level talent. Great bend, explosive first step. He's a problem. That dude's a problem. Enjoyed all five Super Bowl victories. The two losses suck, just saying. Of course. I mean, yeah, they, they do. They do. Bomber T, did you play at Sac State? No. No. So when I graduated from high school, it was 2008. I graduated in 2008 and uh, was going to walk on at UOP to actually play basketball. I uh, did walk on, didn't pass my physical. I had uh, torn up my ankles in high school. Uh, make a long story short, got a lot of stabilizing ligaments in the lower portion of your ankle. Uh, I had destroyed 50% of said stabilizing ligaments. So I was a walking sprained ankle, essentially. <laughs> walking sprained ankle. Uh, so walked on, didn't pass my physical, uh, so made it through the whole trial process. They they liked what I had to offer. They wanted to give me a roster spot. 
Uh, you know, we're going through the process of figuring out, hey, is there scholarship money, things like that. Took my physical, didn't pass. Um, and so there was going to be basically a prove it sort of situation for me at a very expensive private school. And I just didn't want to do it. Um, and actually that, that, uh, that situation led me into coaching. So I was 17 years old when that happened. And I went from that to coaching high school football, like within a week, literally within a week I was 17, went through my walk-on process at UOP. Things didn't go the way I wanted. I wasn't going to be getting scholarship money. right over to, to my former high school and took the offensive coordinating job with the JV football team. Um, Ant and I knew each other. Ant was the freshman head coach at, uh, at my old high school. And uh, he was basically the guy that I was, I leaned on as, as a 17 year old offensive coordinator for a JV football team. Um, yeah. He was the guy that I turned to. I was in the booth for his games. He was in the booth of my games. So that was a lot of fun. And that's kind of where, you know, him and I really got to, get in sync in terms of understanding the game and, you know, bouncing ideas off of each other and just learning the game of football. That's where I started becoming really passionate about, you know, the X's and O's aspect. I was already really passionate about it as a player. That was the thing I was, you know, very excellent at, but being able to actually put it on paper and then instruct, you know, other, other kids and be able to teach the game and, you know, instill wisdom on and part that onto other people. I was 17 year old doing it with basically kids who were my peers, right? I was 17 and they were 14, 15 years old. So, yeah, so that's what that's what happened. Bomber. So, yeah, no, there was no there was no playing after the ankle stuff. I uh, tore my meniscus doing some rehab things, trying to get myself back into playing shape to give it another run as a walk on uh, at a couple other schools. Um, so tore up my meniscus a little bit. And then after the meniscus tear, it was just kind of done. I was just like, eh, my body's telling me no dollar uh, ninety nine super chat here from Eric Dane. If Tart walks, what do you th do you think safety is a need? I think safety is a need now. So if Tar walks, yeah, it's definitely a need. Uh, the question is, is are the Niners going to address it in the draft? I don't know. Hey, yo. I don't know, Eric. I'm not sure. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced they're going to address it in the draft. I would like them to. Gentleman Tariq Woolen, who Ant and I think could transition over greatly, that would be good. <laughs> um, I'm seeing signed Kalen Barnes cornerback and Brian Cook safety. Uh, guys that would be very interesting options for the 49ers where they could get them. Uh, Bob was saying we got Hufanga at safety. I like Hufanga. I just had concerns about him in coverage. Bobo. I got concerns about him in coverage. Um, he's not as good as Tart in the box, and he's not as good as Jimmy Ward and, and Tart in terms of being correctly in space, doing the things he needs to do in coverage all the time. He gets a little lost, especially in zone coverage. Um, he's, got some, he's got some work to do. Um, but he could get there, and we still don't know necessarily what Tarverius Moore could be and what he could become. Um, and we are not sure if George Odom was a signing that was just a a, a body or a, a special teams dude, or if this is going to be a potential starting option. He didn't have a, he didn't have a missed tackle in the box all last season. And what do we know about 49er safeties? They love to come in the box. They love to come in the box. So George Odom could be, you know, and the unsung hero of this free agency class that the Niners signed up to a very, very team friendly deal. I hope they do this draft. Uh, draft is deep at safety. Uh, I keep hearing people saying a lot of positions are deep. I don't know if I believe that some positions are as deep as some people believe. Um, I can tell you that I'm not in love with this draft class as much as I was with certain players coming out of last draft class. I think this draft class has less impactful players and more developmental players than last year's draft class. 
last year's draft class felt like there were home runs, potential home run, you know, wow players all over the place. Um, and it kind of shows. I mean, the Niners drafted a lot of guys who came in immediately with some huge impact, uh, huge impacts across the board. Uh, Elijah Mitchell comes in and has a huge impact very early. Um, they missed a little bit earlier, but maybe Paul Sadebo, um, a guy that got drafted a little bit later in the second, third round by the Saints, uh, he lit it up and had a great year. Patrick Sertan had a great year very early in this draft. Uh, you know, Jamar Chase killed it. Uh, Devontae Smith had a pretty good season in his first campaign. Um, you know, Mac Jones took a Patriots team who didn't make the playoffs the year before and t- helped get them back into the playoffs. Uh, there were a lot of really, 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 really like ready immediate day one impact players in last draft. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know what I hope though? I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong about this. I hope this is like the deepest draft we've seen in a long time. That's what I hope. Because uh, if that's the case, then good golly almighty, the Niners in a great position, man. A really great position. Uh, Jaron saying Tart coming back on a one-year deal. Hey, I want to see it, my guy. I want to see it. 100%. Injury suck, man. I graduated from Sac State in 2018. I was a kicker in high school, but started to suck when I got to college. LOL. Oh, man, I feel you. So you graduated in 2018, Bomber. Twenty Wait, 2018? 2015. I graduated in 2019, so about four years after you. Um, I actually punted in, in high school. Uh, well, uh, uh, okay, I say punted. Uh, <laughs> I was a kind of utility guy. I did it all. I was our emergency quarterback. I started at wide receiver. Um, my senior year was starting at DB until politics. Politics took over. Uh, so I was a starting corner. I started at receiver over summer. The politics kind of kicked in. They asked me, hey, we just want you to focus on wide receiver and offense. So I was like, okay, fine. Yeah, that's good. Um, because I was doing so much in so many other ways, so many other positions. I was an emergency tight end if we needed it. Um, my junior high school, I was I started at wideout and was a, a guy who would run O line, um, would run O line during screen game because I understood technique and you know the the rules for our linemen in our screen game. Uh, and then I was punting. Uh, I was a punter. I held as well and was the emergency like kind of PAT guy if you needed it. Uh, so I did a lot. I did a lot, a lot in high school. Um, but uh, if I'd have known, if I'd have known uh, back then what uh, punting could have led to, I probably would have taken that way more seriously. So, I mean, if there's, if I think that would be the only thing. If anyone ever asked me, hey, Alex, what if there was one thing you could redo in your life, it would be taking punting more seriously. Because I was first team all league and I probably worked on punting in the off season, like twice and during the year on special teams days, like 30 minutes before practice and like an hour after practice. Like it just, I didn't take it serious. I was really good at it. Didn't take it serious. I had some scholarship opportunities and offers that I didn't take seriously for reasons of me being a dumb teenager and nobody directing me in the right direction. But you live and you learn. I wouldn't be here right now with you. I'd be, Doing other things, possibly. So, everything happens for a reason. It's all good, though. <laughs> you did Debo things before Debo, except the uh, not KNDR. Not. Not even close to Debo things. Uh, as Coach Collins, my, my coach junior high school, would say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just not fast enough. I'm, I'm slow. I'm just not fast. Alex is the type of guy who comes in. He's like UPS, right? The package is going to get to where it needs to get. It's just not going to get there quickly. 
right? They're going to tell you overnight shipping, but you're not going to see it for two to three days. It's going to get there when it gets there. It's just not going to get there fast. Um, so no, I was, I was not doing Debo things. I just did a lot of different things. Uh, that's how you made myself, uh, you know, not expendable. <laughs> I almost died from injury. Mary Jane broke my heart and wallet in Fortnite places. Yikes. I never made the high school football team in Hawaii. Couldn't compete with Hawaiians and Samoans. I mean, I've been down to, I've been down to Hawaii. I've been down to Hawaii and I've been down there in the summer when their football teams are doing their work. Um, I took a trip out there a couple of years ago, actually. Actually, I think it was after my graduation in 2019. Yeah, it was after my graduation from college in 2019. Um, hey, yeah, man, they're big. They're big out there. They're big. I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I actually considered moving to Hawaii and, and teaching out there and being around football and stuff out there. Uh, didn't end up doing it because I was looking at cost of living and trying to figure out how that was going to work. And it just didn't work. Uh, Cup A fast, said Matthew. You're right. Cup A fast. He's, he's not fast. He's not. Uh, but Cup also stayed healthy. Healthy. I did not. A lot of injuries. A lot of injuries when I was towards the back end of the high school career. I was relatively healthy for the first part of it, uh, but some lower leg injuries back in the high school career. I uh, didn't get surgery because I was trying to play through it and show that I was tough and, you know, could be someone you could count and rely on to play at, at peak, even if I wasn't available. Uh, and uh, stubborn. Stubborn high school kid. Teenager. Teenagers stop doing teenager things. Just not, not the smart thing to do. Um, but hey, that's life, right? Got into coaching for a reason. I had a mind for the game, understood the game. Uh, and now I get to do all of this with you, which is uh, just as fun, if, if not more fun. And my body doesn't break down and hate me the next day. So there's that. There's, there's also that. I was tight end, halfback, offensive tackle, hard center, edge, and linebacker. said Matthew Smith. That's awesome, man. Uh, Cup ain't fast, but he always knows where to be. Uh, yeah, he does. You ain't wrong there, Bobo. I uh, didn't didn't want to pay 20k for a year for a piece of paper. Hey, uh, I, I feel you there. That's why I ended up going to a state school and not paying 20k a year. Uh, just not gonna do it. Didn't didn't want to do it. I wasn't gonna pay twenty thousand dollars a year to, for a piece of paper either, Matthew. Uh, so didn't uh, made a choice to go to a state school, not pay 20k a year, live from home, not pay money, or not live from home, but live in my hometown with support system around me. And be able to work and do other things so that I could, you know, afford to go to school and not take out a bunch of loans and not be saddled with thousands of dollars in debt. So. Tried to find the middle ground. So there it is. Uh, I might be rolling to the draft party solo. My buddy who's a Niner fan might not make it, but I'm not missing it for nothing. Bomber then, man, I am jacked, my guy, because you talk about talk about a good time. The cutback draft party that we're having April 29th at Back Alley Brew in Galt from 4 to 8 p.m. is going to be a blast. Ant and I were just there this past Friday checking out the venue some, talking with the owner, trying to figure out layout, where we're going to be, how things are going to get set up. So we already got all the groundwork, all the, the specifics laid out. We're excited to be able to put this on. We're excited to be able to do this with Back Alley Brew and bring this to you. Day two of the draft live. You're not going to want to miss it. You get to hang out with us. You get to see some stuff going on. Some beer bomb tournaments, potentially some cornhole stuff going on. Some raffles that are going to be going to 50-50 raffles. Well, that you're not going to want to miss out on. Make sure you're there. Back Alley Brew in Galt, California, 4 to 8 p.m. April 29th. You're not going to want to miss it. And trust me, if you hit the subscribe button, Hit the like button, the notification bell. You're not going to miss any time that we plug this on the channel. You will be here for all of it. It is going to be a lot of fun. We're excited to see all of you there. Excited to meet you too, Bomber. It's going to be a blast. So if you want to be able to hang out with us, you want to be able to drink some beer, watch the 49ers pick, react with some 49ers fan in the faithful, as well as the Cutback crew and ourselves, 
then be there be there with us have a good time it's going to be a blast there's going to be food as well tacos and lumpia free entry so it doesn't cost you anything to come uh the only thing it's going to cost you is whatever you want to spend on food and drinks and partying it up with us it's going to be a blast you're not going to want to miss that and you don't want to miss tomorrow night 7 p.m pacific time 10 p.m eastern 49ers war room episode two with bashar and aaron from 49ers first takes here's a little sneak peek the san francisco 49ers select don't miss it tcc don't do it uh the niners first pick in the second round matthew is pick 61 um the niners could trade up they could trade up we don't expect them to trade up into the first round but they could trade up into the second so we'll see what happens. We're excited for the draft party April 29th. We're excited for 49ers War Room episode two tomorrow. You don't want to miss that. Beer pong tournaments. Oops, sorry. Thinking about a different party, LOL. There is going to be a beer pong tournament. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be some prizes as well involved. There's going to be some 50-50 raffle. There's going to be a lot of things. And also just being able to see us, hang out with us, say what's up, you know, watch what we're doing live. Enjoy the draft as well. It is going to be a blast. A blast you don't want to miss out on any of it so make sure you're there if you can be there and if you can't it's okay we'll be streaming live on youtube anyway well actually technically youtube twitch facebook twitter so there's tons of ways to watch us and you can always catch it at the replay afterwards on all of the social media platforms as well as on our traditional podcast platforms spotify uh, google pods apple pods and now iHeartRadio as well everywhere we're just everywhere now. We're available for you 24-7, 365. Look, Cutback Crew, I cannot thank you enough for all of you who joined tonight in the Cutback Chat. Um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun tonight to make the case for all of you. We'll definitely do some more make the cases in the future and, and uh, also, you know, more interactive. You know, give you guys more options, give you more choices, selections, and ways for you to really, really make me hate saying the things that I have to say in order to make the case. Oh, that's what's fun about this is being able to put myself in different shoes put myself in a different position, give different perspectives that maybe I don't necessarily agree with, but I'm going to give you my darndest, do my very best to make the case and try and make you understand, at least logic it out so that I can connect the dots and maybe help you connect the dots. So maybe we can all come to a better understanding of why fans feel one way or another about players, about this team or the future of this organization, the direction of this franchise. Uh, Matty just said, as a Jets fan, this is the most important draft slash off season in our history. And I can't wait for our future. Hey, man, I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited for the Jets. I'm excited for Robert Sala. I hope you guys get this figured out because Sala may not have a lot of time. So this is just as important as it, for him as it is for you guys. So we're going to see what happens. We see what happens for Sala. We're definitely going to be seeing what happens for the 49ers. And you don't want to miss anything that we're going to be covering here on this channel. See you tomorrow, TCC, for 49ers War Room Episode 2, 7 p.m. Pacific time. And until the next one, stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers way.